Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The metal And now your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. Can you hear my silky voice? Most definitely. <laughs> hey. My, my dulcet tones. Yeah, my yeah. dulcet tones. <laughs> Good morning, one and all. Thanks again for joining us. The Metalist Podcast. I'm David. I'm Jason. And today we have with us our good friend and esteemed colleague, guest, longtime amigo. It's Mr. Brett Reichman of the SD Bruzik Podcast. Hey, hi, Brett. Hi. So, why do we have him on today? Because today we're going to talk about a band near and dear to many people's hearts from France. Just like the Conehead said they were. They come from France. They come from France. We're talking about both, the band originally called Godzilla had to change their name for Godzilla, Gojira. Yeah, so we're talking about Gojira from France. Who expected heavy metal from France? Apparently, no one. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stories from them about coming up in France as a up and coming heavy metal band. Uh, you know, being in the countryside, seven hours away from France, uh, kind of being on their own. And the idea being that they had no actual French influence of their own because there was nothing out there. So they have to rely on American and uh, British influence, and in the case of uh, Sepultura, Brazilian. So kind of having to create their own identity out of nothing. But, I mean, that's where a lot of the most creative bands come from, and I really think that's interesting. So we'll start this off as we do every time. First exposures to this band we're talking about, Gojira. Brett, you're the guest. How about you? Okay, so uh, I would have to say the first time I, I was exposed to Gojira was um, probably 2006. Um, I think it was, uh, what was that? What album was that? From Mars to Sirius? From Mars to Sirius, yeah. And yeah. That, that, honestly, it, it wasn't like I listened to the album. It was just a friend of mine, um, actually a friend of both me and Jason's. His name's uh, uh, Jason Kirk. His girlfriend at the time was named Beth, and she was a huge Gojira fan, and none of us really at the time knew who that band was. There was a few band, a few people that did, but I think it was like 2006, maybe even 2005. And uh, yeah, she, she kind of was like just all over it, all over it, and so I was like, all right, I gotta give this band a listen. Then I went and saw them. Uh, they were on the tour for The Way of All Flesh, and I went and saw them up in Portland, Oregon. 
and that was a that was a killer show actually. That was uh, that was uh, um, in flames, Gojira, thirty six crazy fists, and um, all the remains. God damn! Yeah, that was, that was a good show. That was a good a show. Nice bill. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was up in uh, the Rose Theater up in uh, up in Portland, Oregon. I was actually up there doing work, and they came on the weekends, and I was still up there for like I think I was up there for like eight weeks, uh, and wow. so they were there. I was like, well, we would get bored on the weekends because you can only go to so many strip clubs, right? You know, and uh, eat so many donuts. Yeah, no, no. We we were like, okay, well, <laughs> donuts you know. at strip clubs. When <laughs> <laughs> I think of Portland, you know, fuck like, yeah. <laughs> So we were like, okay, well, let's you know, let's see what's going on on the weekends, and uh, that was one of the shows that came up, and I'm like, oh, I got to see these guys. Um, you guys. Jason, how about you? Does that mean you don't know? I'm trying to pinpoint <laughs> yeah, I, a little I, I more. I think he's, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to double check in my mind, even though. Oh my! Well, I uh, I liked this. <laughs> I guess Bill Murray was wrong about cats and dogs living together. All right. Shit. I guess that's if Zool. That's, yeah, that's if Zool okay, took I over. See, see. <laughs> wow, he got pissed. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, see if that shows up in the waves. Yeah. So okay. mine was mine was from Mars Serious when it came out. I was I actually heard of this band called Scarve. Mm, yeah, they were yeah, from yeah. France. And like, so were they like scarf? Like a scarf? I don't know. Oh, okay. I guess I never really thought of that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just thought it sounded cool. It's not scarves. Yeah. I guess it's scarf. Dirk Verbeuren, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the guy? Yeah, I mean, he was. Is that like a? Is it? I wonder. He's, if it's a he French drummed word. a Soil Work, and then he also he's the current drummer of Megadeth. Oh, you ever okay. heard that dude? Like, yeah, around yeah, the same time, he was awesome an aborted drummer, too. man. Yeah, he was an aborted he for a little a while. So he was he was the drummer for Scarve. Not that that's how I heard of him. Mm-hmm. It was just I was downloading fucking literally anything that was fucking metal. Yeah. And I, you know, I looked up this band. I thought they were pretty cool, and I found out they were from France. And I mean, just probably like most people, like French metal, like okay, like I don't know why that would be so weird to me. How come but that does sound like a va- like a like a like a a, a, a thing onto its own? You know, because we're like French fucking, metal. Because we're fucking racist. That's <laughs> no, why. Is that, what, like, is that what it is? Because honestly, it's like it's, dude, that sounds like a genre onto its own. It's like, by the way, this is French metal. Yeah. Well, because I mean, there is Swedish. You know, there's definite Swedish, but it's not considered Swedish metal. It's Swedish melodic death metal. Like that's. <laughs> You know, Norwegian black metal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain type of metal that goes with the country. Okay, but this was just French metal. It's not like metal that French happens death to be metal. It's not like French from fucking, France. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like something I would build a car out of, though. That's like this is yeah. made with French metal. It's really weird. It's because it's just like I don't I don't know. There's other countries like you know I mean loudness. You don't be like oh it's Japanese glam metal. It's just they're just fucking glam. Like and, and but for some reason I was like oh French metal. Hey, All right, cool. Roundness was a good band, okay? So I fucking ended up, like, <laughs> checking this, checking these guys out. The first thing I downloaded was From Mars to Sirius, and it just fucking knocked my dick in the dirt. Like, the first time I fucking heard it, I was like, holy fuck. And I listened the shit out of that album, and then listened to Wave All Flesh, like, quite a bit. And then all of a sudden, I just didn't fucking listen to him again for a really long time. I don't know why. I... I have no idea. Again, it could have just been that thing that I say all the time. I just had so much shit to listen to. Well, you can't can't get lost in the sea that is metal. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because... I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, for anybody older that didn't do the file sharing thing, maybe they don't get it. And for anybody that's younger that didn't understand what it's like before now. 
where you literally have everything at your fingertips. Yeah. It there was a you know I was used to listening to fucking like you know thirty fucking albums and then the radio, which you're just fucking a slave to the fuck whatever the fuck they want to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like. At that file sharing period, it was like I was just going fucking crazy, dude. Like I still have so much shit, even with fucking Spotify. I have so much shit on a, on a hard drive somewhere that I don't even fucking know what I have. Like I've, you know, certain, certain things sound familiar, whatever. It's like oh, I probably have it on the hard drive. But this was one that I listened to a lot, and then after Way of All Flesh, I swear, dude. Like I don't know why, because I love that album. And it's really weird because I was listening to uh, listening back recently. I've tried several times ever since we went and saw him live i've tried several times to listen to la enfant sauvage and i just don't get into it as much it's i don't la know why. Sauvage. fucking wild child <laughs> i don't get into it as much i don't know why i think the stuff is fine it's just there's no connection there. I, I even have more connection with stuff off magma for some reason like i don't think i've listened oh, to I, magma more than fucking wild child what? i just i gotta tell you right now my number one is off is off magma Mm. So I'm, I'm telling you right nice. now, it's like that, dude. It, it's it's there is something about that album that um, okay. Let me let me preface this entire show by saying, if you took all of Gojira's songs, wrote them on a piece of wood, put them in a hat, threw them up in the air, and then had birds come by and grab five out of the air and then bring them back to me, what kind of birds? Sparrows. <laughs> Sparrows. All right. Shut I up, mean, they're, they're carrying it from Make two it sides. Like a coconut. <laughs> Sparrows. They're, they're, Sparrows. They're, they're, they're handy. So anyway, so I'm just saying, <laughs> if you had them bring them back to me, it would still be an amazing top five list. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay? For sure. That's what I'm saying. There is no bad songs these guys made. I have not heard one. And I've There's heard some every stuff si- I don't like very much. There's an earlier... Okay. Everything off of Terra Incognito was I don't consider that serious. I consider that was them still coming into their own and being kind of like jokesters. Because if you listen to the album, a lot of it's just them fucking around. There's some weird shit on that album. Yeah. Yeah. Some definite weird shit. But once you get into The Way of All Flesh and everything after that, it is what I call eco-terrorism for the brain. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right? It is. It is. It, there is a, a level of songwriting and and lyric writing that I don't think anybody has touched in a generation. And that's where I'm at with these guys. I don't. Know, after looking at the lyrics, I think the only thing that comes close is as far as like what they're saying. Oddly enough, dude, is cattle decapitation. Well, that would make a lot of sense. It's a little more on the like the like. Like, uh, Gojira's more along the lines of, like, hey, everybody, look, we can fucking change and we can do this thing. Mm-hmm. Where Cattle Decapitation is like, you don't do this thing, you all need to die. Right, right. But it's the same, it's the same concept. Like, Two sides they're of the, the same coin. One. They're the only one, and not like I've heard everything, but they're the only one I could really think of that's on that same, like, that same style, I guess. But Well, to bring up an honorable mention, just, just to begin with, okay, yeah. one was, uh, we were talking about it earlier before the show started, okay, right. and that's a song called A Sight to Behold, all right, and I do believe that's off of Way of All Flesh, all right, I think, I think it's literally one of those songs that's like, um, it is a statement on the human condition, and it, the statement is funny because they do it in a robot voice, 
<laughs> the whole song is basically in a robot voice, except for the choruses. Oh, is that the one that's all? You got it. Yeah, you got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. so that to me, that's like a statement. Like, like the only time we're actually going to make anything good happen is when we're all robots. I fucking love the way that is it keyboard or is it bass or is it guitar? It might get, it might be guitar. It might be a synth. Yeah, synth guitar. Sometimes. Doesn't matter. Sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Sound I, cool. I like that fucking song a lot. Indeed. Where do we leave off? Lyrical content. Well, yeah, I was gonna ask Brett, like, since he's the lyrical dude, is it more lyrical to you or musical or just both? Is I it guess? a complete package? Though? Okay, so I will say this. Uh, first of all, most of Joe Jira's stuff. All right, and I called Joe Duplantier. I call him Joe Jira because that's what I guess what uh, the rest of the guys in uh, um, As I Lay Dying call him is Joe Jira. Mm, I've never heard that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought I liked it too, so I, I, I kept it. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So I, um, anyway, for most of his stuff, you really don't know what he's saying if you're just listening to the songs. It's not like he's, it, 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 he's got so much, so much reverb and so much like um, stacking of vocals. Yeah. Absolutely. That that it's hard to make out like words unless they're like really either either he's clean singing, and you can kind of make it out, or if he's um, if he's being very like minimal in the the the, the wall of sound that is Gojira, you know what I mean? Because I mean literally Gojira is just this gigantic wall of sound on a regular basis when they, unless they don't want to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, they do that shit on purpose. They literally, okay, so like when 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 we were in bands back in the day, the we used to say that it was like dropping the floor out. Remember that? That's no. you don't remember. I don't that. think I've ever heard that. What is what does yeah. it mean? Dropping okay, the floor out. Dropping the floor out. Okay, so basically, it's when you drop into a song from one pace to another pace. Mm-hmm. These guys are masters of dropping the floor. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, straight up Oh, yeah, masters. I don't think I've ever had a name for that. That, to me, was just writing a song. Yeah, I could buy that. I've never written a song that was just like... I'm trying to think if I've even played a song. Okay, so a perfect about, example of that. I've never, I've never written a song that didn't have some type of fucking tempo or rhythm. Not, I guess not tempo change, but rhythm change to yeah. the point where it's like... Because I get it, dropping the floor out, it's like your fucking head's like... And I was like... Yeah. But the thing is that perfect example of that is is another honorable mention, The Cell, off of Magma. Mm-hmm. Okay, that song is the epitome of dropping the floor. Okay, so your dropping the floor was, as D-Nots, we used to say, like, cut it in half. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. gotcha. But the thing is, is that you can drop the floor in many ways. You can drop the floor either, oh, yeah. either by changing the drum line, changing the guitar line, changing both, or changing the vocal line. Yeah. And these guys do all of them. And sometimes they do all of them at once. <laughs> True. <laughs> Most definitely. True. You know, so to me, that's like, okay, well, shit. I, um, I don't know how to compare to that, you know, anything else. I mean, I, mer- I know back in the early days, they were definitely more genty. And then they just kind of like, I think it was the way of all flesh. They kind of like moved into their own style. The you know? first thing I thought when I heard this band was this is a perfect, perfect marriage. Or weird baby of Morbid Angel, which I still hear in their stuff. Absolutely. Morbid Angel, yeah. Crowbar, Machine Head, and Meshuga. And he, he cites all those bands to one degree or another. And well, so, so I, what the thing I saw was like with the Machine Head, though, was a lot of people didn't list Machine Head. They actually listed Neurosis, who's one of Machine Head's biggest uh, 
influences also. Yeah, and they've said so that's the same too. thing. If you're gonna yeah. say we're influenced by neurosis, you're kind of saying to some degree. Because if you're talking about that thing, that mm-hmm. ne- like the thing that's gonna be like, yeah, that's from neurosis. Machine had really made that popular. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, this is my bread and butter here talking about lineage. A lot of things For I'm gonna sure. cite is uh, so I, I went back to a lot of sources. I I, uh, I love that's not metal. Shout out that's not metal. Happy fourth birthday. Went back to uh, they you know they have a thing called Album Club where they go back and they they talk at the end of an episode about an album. And sometimes they get guests on, and so when they had Gojira on, they specifically said they wanted to do Chaos AD by Sepultura. Which totally they, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the tribal, you know, groove element and well, all that. I mean, Mario is one of the more prolific drummers, I think, on in, in music, period. He's been voted number one on, like, all the lists for, like, the last ten years. But the thing is that where do you think all that influence comes from? I mean, oh, it, ca- it comes from that, that, that tribal... Uh, you know, very off-tempo, very... I mean, th- these guys are, are master... They're Mario's master of that. Absolutely. You know, and uh, the way he switches gears is insane to me. And, and, and seeing him live now, I've seen him live three times. Every single time, it's, it's like watching... Uh, it's like watching Picasso paint a Picasso. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, the, I like when, that when, when he is doing his thing... It is incredible to behold. Um, going back to the influences thing, they talk about their first show they ever played. They played ten songs. Seven of them were Sepultura covers. And, <laughs> oh Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> and they said, and then they said they did one death cover too. So there's definitely a little bit of that. I mean, like, well, uh, okay, I can actually see that because if you look at Joe in some of his songs, he does that talking thing that Chuck used to do. Yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay. Where's this coming from? You know what I mean? And then you realize, oh, it's death. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then I, like, found all their whole cache of uh, demos yesterday. So I started with the first one, which is called dot, dot, dot. I think it's actually called Victim. And then this is, like, before they had to change their name, so they were still, yeah, they were called Victim. 1996, same year they uh, they formed. And I, I shot it to you. I realize I only now I should have shot it to you, too, Brett. That's all right. Um... I heard a lot of death in there, but I also heard a lot of, you know, old Sepultura, first couple albums Sepultura, but like, yeah, those death roots are very, very on there. Something else, we were talking about Mashuga, um, those first two albums, dude, I'm hearing like a lot of contradictions collapse Mashuga, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like the Nun EP or stuff like that. Well, that's, that, that's, I think that's what, what I was saying earlier is that the, the, they didn't really come into their own because they were more of a, like any kind of gent band, a Meshuggah ripoff band, up until I think the Way of All Flesh. I mean, Mars the Series was definitely beginning of the breakout, but yeah. the Way of All Flesh was the, the we are putting a definite stamp on this. This is us. Yeah. See, and I don't hear a whole. I mean, it just depends on what era Meshuggah we're talking about, because I don't hear a lot of Meshuggah. Like I don't hear a lot of genty stuff in there. In the early stuff, you know? No. Not like the single the thing I hear, stuff. The, the thing I absolutely hear the most in their stuff, dude, is Morbid Angel. Oh, absolutely, okay. yeah. Because they do a ton of like... Well, so the thing is, like the big pick rake into the fucking yeah. squeal. Well, I mean, they're masters of the... What is that? The pinch harmonic? Yeah. And the... Uh, well, the, it's the rake into the squeal. I mean, yeah. that is so fucking Morbid Angel. And then also... The, the double bass, the fucking, the, the fucking kick 
double kicking city. Yeah. Underneath a fucking slow-ish rhythm. I was wondering what city we were gonna go to today. Just fucking. <laughs> I mean, dude, they do it so much now. The thing I do here with like the Meshuggah stuff, and I mean, I guess not so much. I guess it's a mix with the fucking more uh, with the uh, sorry the 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 um, chaos city. <laughs> It's a mix with the Sepultura and the tribalism with the Meshuga stuff is the tribal fucking beats with the, the weird time signatures. But Morbid Angel used a lot of weird time signatures also. Yeah, it's, it's... I don't get a lot of the fucking things where I've read about this band where they, you know, oh, they fucking do all these polyrhythms and stuff. I'm like, no, not like Meshuga does polyrhythms, dude. Not even fucking close. There's a difference I, between I think, a polyrhythm and a fucking odd time signature. No, you're, that's you're the absolutely thing. right. You're absolutely right. And, and that's honestly, why I, I think people get that I confused. Think, I think they're doing tasteful polyrhythms. See, the thing is that I think Meshuggah inundates their shit with polyrhythms. Well, they're abrasive. Yeah. But Morbid Angel was super abrasive with a lot of their fucking time signatures. They're odd time signatures for a reason. They're considered odd for a reason. It's because it's fucking weird. You can't just fucking hit bang to it. Well, dude. actually, it's, it's because it's odd numbered. But uh, <laughs> I know. But trust me, I know. But there's a reason why you don't fucking use it that often, and mm -hmm. it's because it's fucking weird. It's hard to count, and and mm -hmm. it's like fuck. Even if you know how to count. It's still hard to count. This one's in 1932. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. It's really fucking strange. And it's like, these guys have... I mean, a lot of bands do it. It's just these guys, it's pretty pronounced. And the, the I think one of the reasons it is pronounced is because of what Mario's doing with the whole fucking tribal fucking shit. He's not just... Uh, what do you call it? Like, so, I mean, it's not just snare, hi-hat, and kick, and, and he's doing a weird thing. And the only thing you could really tell that's different is the hi-hat. When you're listening to, like, Meshuggah, you're like... Oh, I mean, it sounds normal at first, but then you actually start paying attention to what the hi-hat's doing. You're like, yeah. oh. Well, yeah, not to yeah, mention yeah. the fact that... Wait a minute. That sounds really fucking weird, where yeah. this shit, it's like fucking Tom fucking Central. Oh, yeah. And he's doing all this weird shit, and then all of a sudden, it's just like there's a fucking symbol in there, or there's a weird Tom, and it's like, whoa. Like, okay, it's so much more pronounced in here because of what Mario's doing. Yeah. And yeah, dude, the, the dude's fucking awesome. He should be winning awards. Yeah. Well, I will say you know, I will say this that polls I, I, or whatever. I think as far as Mashuga goes, um, on the, and the, on their influence on Gojira, um, Mashuga is mechanical on purpose. Okay. I think their their oh, yeah. drumming is very mechanical on purpose, and I think that's the one real pull away that Mario took from Mashuga was that me mechanical esque idea, because if you listen to a lot of their their changes, they sound like a machine. That's the one thing. That's you know? that's one thing I hear when I hear like I think of oh my god, what's the Meshuggah album? Obzan. Obzan, yeah. Where it's just that fucking constant, chicka, 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 chicka. You know, it sounds like almost like a piston or something. Yes. And it's just like this relentless fucking thing. Strapping young lad does it a lot too. It's yeah. just this fucking. Well, Gene Hoagland's a master like, of that. Pummeling type fucking thing. Not so much the odd time signature. Not so much the polyrhythm, but that that pummel. Yeah. Fucking thing. And I, I definitely hear that a lot too, because it's it's like a f what most people think is like a chuggy riff. It's just like a faster version of a chuggy riff, mm -hmm. which I, I hear a lot in. Yeah, and it's just it's very mechanical. Also. It's very mechanical. Yeah. A good a, a, it sounds like Pistons or something. Yeah, I hate to bring it up again, but the Cell the song, the Cell. Right, that's Magma, one. That's that you start that one. thing off, and it just sounds like a machine. Um, just going. The, the Art of Dying is another one that's, that has that fucking same kind yeah. of thing. In fact, it even starts off with I don't know if it's rim shots or if it's a fucking sequencer or something but that 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's rim shots. I think he's actually hitting that on the rim. Yeah, and I mean, it goes all the way through. And I think know, there's, some, the fucking I think there's some guitar click on that, too. I think at some point they put that in. It's like they just kind of covered the strings. That to me is like kinda... that whole, I don't know what you call it. I mean, I guess that fucking rhythm that they're using or that type of thing. Like On one hand, it is. Because Meshuggah has a lot of stuff like that where it's, you could probably look at Meshuggah stuff and say some of that's fucking tribal as well. Yeah. I mean, it all goes back to that anyway, yeah. so right. whatever. That, that thing in the middle of Coloss, or I guess it's like, yeah, no, they, yeah. they do it a couple yeah. times in Coloss, where it's the, it's like the guitars are doing something weird, and they're just kind of sitting there, kind of ringing or whatever, mm. but like, Thomas is doing, or whatever. It's it's an inherent groove, you know, it harkens back to that. Okay, so I got thing. a question too, like, do you consider these guys a death metal band? So here's that thing, and it goes along band, uh, with bands like Mashugo. When I first was introduced to them, they were called a death metal band because they didn't know what else to call them that. But it's been 20 years, and they call you know, they call them experimental metal is what they prefer to call themselves. Some people lump them in with the gent movement. Um, I think I, I think their early stuff is very much more genty than it is death metal. Uh, at least that's just my opinion. Gojira's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if you're talking, like, gent in the classic term of, like, what, when they were bringing it up, as far as the, the noise of the guitars. Well, I'm just talking about, like, the first, basically the first two albums. The first two albums, like, uh, there's a lot of starting stuff. Oh. Yeah, so I, I think, uh, coming to the, <laughs> yeah, Larry. so that, that's a thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to make it very clear that it's gent. It's not death metal. So here's the thing. I could go either way on the death metal thing, because death metal is easily their primary influence. Now, okay, so here's well, another interesting thing. Well, I got a question real quick Shoot. before we go there. Okay, so first of all, now that we've talked about how they started, do you consider the same thing now? Whether where they started as death metal or they started as gent, wherever whatever that soup was, now that they've come into their own and they are pretty much their own style, because I can't compare them to them anyone else. Yeah, no. Now off magma, fuck yeah. no. No, no, uh, yeah. All right. For sure. So now that they're, what do you consider them now? What do, what do you see now? Do you still see death metal? Do you still do you, do you see gent? Do you see what do we see? What do you see? Do you have a take? It's weird. I've never considered them death metal. They're not a death metal band. They may have the fucking influence. Again, you can be influenced by whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. But what does your shit sound like? Yeah, it doesn't right? sound like a death metal band. They, I, I don't know. It's really weird because I definitely don't think they're they're genty enough to be considered a gent band. Um, I also don't think they are the traditional style. But I mean, I would almost, especially like some of the older stuff. I'd probably almost say they are a form of a, a strange form of melodic death metal, I guess. But they don't have that traditional fucking Iron Maiden string skippy style riff like every like almost unless you're going to consider In Flames a fucking melodic death metal band, well, which to th- some that's degree that's what they started out as, wasn't it? Yeah, but they had those riffs early, but I'm talking like post reroute In Flames. Reroute to remain. <laughs> when that stuff, if you consider that still melodic death metal, then yes, they would. You know, or soil work, if you consider that melodic death metal, then they would fall in that category because that category got a lot huge, like a lot bigger. It just it encompassed a lot more stuff, is what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of was just like I guess they're considering the screaming, 
death metal, and then obviously the music is more melodic. But they were incorporating well, a lot he, of different things. Where this band, I don't. To me, do so what I think of them now, they're just a regular metal band to me. They're like, like I consider Lamb of God regular metal. That's Lamb of God is regular metal. You know, fucking Gojira is regular metal. Well, I will say this: there was a, there was a, there was a, just to see it from an outside perspective and not just my own. Um, there was a documentary just recently that I watched on Netflix that was about extreme metal. What was it? Was it the... Well, actually, yeah, what was it? Is it Growl? No, it wasn't Growl. I don't think that's on Netflix. Was it just the one uh, from Banger Films where it's I, 52 minutes? I think so, yeah. And they talk about they talk about grind, they talk about black metal, they talk about death correct, metal. Correct, correct, correct. Ends with Enslaved and yeah. uh, Gojira. Good, Goji- this is what I wanted to bring up too. <laughs> Gojira, yes, Gojira was one of the bands. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing, is that for, seen from an outside perspective... Since I am so inundated in this band, of course, I see it the same way you do. It's just metal. But the thing is, for, from an outside perspective, that is not just metal. Oh, well, Judas from, Priest is just metal. Well, from Metallica a, is just metal. From an outside Gojira perspective, is extreme. there's a reason why when people, like a regular person asks me, oh, what kind of band did you play in? I yeah. automatically just say death metal. Because if I say fucking metal, they automatically, oh, fucking Judas Priest or ACDC. And it's like, no, <laughs> motherfucker, it's not like that. You know, so and and I don't just say extreme metal because no one knows what the fuck that is. Okay, like, but, uh, but that, that could be. But that's more anything. to the point, Jason. That's more to the point because again, the way Gojira is now, nobody knows what the fuck it is. Gojira is Gojira. Well, okay, yeah. so they're definitely fucking heavier. They're they're definitely too heavy to be like on the fucking radio. Like that's but so is Lamb of God. Like that's why I can say. And yet, both of those bands are on the radio right now. Well, both bands. I mean, fuck. Slipknot has fucking radio songs. They're heavy as fuck too. Slayer mm-hmm. got played on the radio. They're they're heavy as fuck too. There's but they're not sure. fucking thrash. I don't think Lamb of God's thrashy enough to be thrash. I don't. They're, they're, to me, there's just they're not in a fucking specific fucking genre. They have to me being a fucking death metal fan and what I listen to, death metal, brutal death metal, tech death. Tech, technical death metal, slamming fucking whatever, deathcore, blah, blah, blah. I listen to a lot of heavy fucking shit. To me, there's fucking regular metal, and then there's radio metal. Okay. Now, what most people consider regular metal is radio metal. To me, no, it's not, because that's a whole different thing. That is a completely fucking... Dude, there is nothing that Ghost or fucking Five Finger Death Punch or any of those radio bands are fucking doing that is like what Lamb of God or Gojira is fucking doing. They are so much heavier than that. It's All I'm saying crazy, is Disturbed dude. is working on their Gojira style sure. album right now. Disturbed, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Disturbed is another one. Like their their radio fucking that's a that's a radio metal band, and there's it's a completely different animal. Like even Trivium's fucking heavier than that. Like yeah. And to me, they're they're another one. They're a regular metal band to me. Like mm-hmm. because it's not. They have a wider, I don't know what you call it. Like, it's, scope, it's not a scope, wider scope, but no, they have yeah, a wider range, I guess, to where they can't. You can't just say like they're like Warbringer, yeah. where Warbringer's it's like a fucking thrash band. Thrash, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or, or like they're Alien like Cannibal Weaponry. Corpse. Cannibal Corpse yeah. is a death metal band. Yeah. Where yeah. these some of these other bands that take elements from all those things, they're not just one thing, and so that's where I put that's where I put it in and again we've talked about it before if you're gonna fucking say what genre if you're gonna genre something up to you then you need to define what you what the genre is to you right and so I'm defining my parameters as regular metal and do Gojira is regular fucking metal because they're not death metal to me they're 
Well, would you they're say so okay. much more melodic than regular death metal? But they're not. There's a very specific sound that I have with melodic death metal. Okay. That these guys aren't that. They're they're too fucking different, and it's to me, it's what makes this fucking band so fucking cool, dude. Is mm-hmm. like. You could be a Gent fan. You could be a death metal fan. You could be whatever. You could be they, a regular metal fan. Just, yeah, a, just a metal they, metal they fan. Might, they might be... I know we've talked about it with Black Dahlia Murder, which that episode has to be re-recorded. We, we couldn't... I, I can't put it out. But they, this band might be the ultimate fucking gateway band. Because you well, have clean now. vocals. Yeah. You have synthesized vocals. You have... Lower register fucking vocals. They're not necessarily gutturals, but I mean, they're death metal vocals. You have the high fucking I disagree screens. with that you completely. Have the, oh, no, dude. Not even fucking close. You listen to Distant. He's not doing anything fucking like that shit. No, no, no. You're right. But the thing is that like, on their earlier albums, uh, especially off of... Uh, oh, he's definitely fucking... He's definitely fucking... Link, he has growls, I guess. Off of but Link, like, there's some really deep shit in there. Yeah. There's growls, but he's not hitting fucking like... Gutturals, but he's definitely hitting co- corpse grinder low. I mean, no, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But like, they have all these different types of vocals. Now, here's the thing: like, when most people have a problem with fucking, you know, death metal or not radio metal, generally, what I've found is it's the fucking vocals they have a problem with. These guys do; they have so many different stuff just in the music, and then you throw on the fact that he does so many different things vocally. That it's like, okay, there's something for everyone in this fucking thing. Now, I agree. it might just be this one part, but that one part might get you into a whole other fucking band mm-hmm. because of that one part. Because you can take parts of these guys' fucking stuff and go, all right, I can find a band that their whole fucking style is based off this. Not based off of, but their whole fucking band is what this one part is. Even if it's gin. I mean, they have parts like that. You know, so I to me they I mean, yeah, I consider them regular metal, but I think they might be one of the best regular metal bands because they are so ab- like they're so able to get everybody into all these different fucking lanes while creating their own fucking lane because they don't sound like anybody else. So, I mean, let me I got to especially Magma. Up. Yeah, I got to bring something up cuz I think there's I think there there's one part of what they do that we really haven't discussed a little bit, but I mean, I, and one is okay. There's two two parts to Gojira that I always consider were like the most important. One is their, like I stated before, eco terrorism for the brain. Okay, because they do bring up a lot of imagery of trying to either save the world, or at least tell people, hey, you're destroying us, kind of thing, which is obviously kind of important these days. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, shit, every uh, presidential candidate right now has a plan to save the fucking world. And Mr. Two, Burns, dude, he had the thing where you take all the, uh, the little plastic rings from the soda cans and make a net out of it to dredge up shit from the ocean. <laughs> Mr. Burns for president, dude. Sorry, I just thought that was that just came to mind. And two is the fucking groove. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is the one thing that I think Gojira has over every other metal band out there is they have this undeniable groove. And so was, almost every song. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I don't... I don't know if we talked about it in Soulfly. I think we, I may have said something about it. I don't consider groove metal a thing. 
because literally every single fucking thing, I don't care what type of music you fucking have ever heard in your life or has ever been made, mm-hmm. there's a groove to it. It might be super slow, it might be super fast, and it definitely might be a groove that you don't like. <laughs> but there is a no, groove no, no. I'm not, there. Uh, again, I'm not... So I'm to not, me, like, groove metal isn't a thing, so I wouldn't consider them groove metal. Of course not. But I definitely fucking say what people consider groove metal, yeah. they definitely have that. Okay, but... Like, that, for sure, dude. Well, what like, I'm saying is that I'm not necessarily talking about their genre. No, but I mean... I, I, I'm, talk, I, I'm just talking about the fact that... To me, like, the machine head influence... Mm-hmm. Dude, a lot of that is early machine head, the fucking hyper thrash groove, mm-hmm. the groove mixed with the thrash or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That sort of thing, these guys have that also. In spades. Uh, Sepultura had that. Prong had that. Oh, Prong definitely. Uh, Pantera yeah. had a lot of that. So, the, And these guys have a lot. I mean, lots of bands have it, but these guys have a lot of it. Like, literally fucking, like, their fucking groove is a big fucking dick and they're just slapping you right across the fucking face with it. Eloquent. That was Paint a well vivid put, picture. sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just fucking you in the face with it. Yeah. Yeah. Rubbing it all over your face. A big old mushroom stamp group. Yeah, dude, for sure. That's what they're doing with it. Yeah. So, well, what I wanted to bring up... <laughs> Not the not the big dick in the face thing, yeah, but theater of the mind, theater of the mind, right there. So no, what I wanted to bring up was the uh, um, I let's put it this way: I picked my top five because with one simple um, caveat: does this song force me to move and force me to react? And the top five songs I picked are the ones that literally I cannot stop myself from doing some kind of motion like I'm like, you know, pounding my fist or banging my head or or just like swaying in my seat mm-hmm. or something like that. Even as simple as toe tapping? No, no, no. no I know, but it's you know literally got to be a deliberate movement. Like, I have to do this. This is. Uh, have you ever been in your car and you're sitting or driving along and part of the song comes on and then all of a sudden you're smacking mm-hmm. the crap out of your steering wheel? That. Right there. Can't never smack my steering wheel. I had bang a lot in the car. <laughs> Think about uh, what's it? Uh, Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene. Oh, it's oh a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope that movie holds up twenty years later. Probably not, but you know. So, but that's what I'm saying though is that that's how I picked my top five. I picked my top five because these are songs that they are so groove like focused that you cannot deny. Physically cannot deny how groovy they are. Let's say up, up until we actually when did I up until debate and destroy debate and destroy did their they've done two episodes on Gojira dude like they're pretty new podcasts they fucking love this band up until I heard them I think it was from Mars the series versus the way of all flesh mm-hmm. the guy was calling out like lyrics and stuff up until then I don't think I've ever even bothered to look at any of their lyrics I've never fucking looked them up I couldn't fucking care less and then I started looking them up and I was like wow I mean they write fucking cool shit like for sure but they're still with they're still not a lyrical band for me I mean I've got some stuff written down but that's not yeah that's not how I made my five my five is solely fucking musically dude like these are my fucking favorite of this fucking band. And there's so much stuff, dude. They're fucking... Dude, it's fucking Riffville Population Infinity. Because, like, fuck. They got riffs forever. 
forever, and they do weird. Like I love the fucking. They. It's not just the, the pick rakes and the fucking into the squeal, and it's not just the fucking chuggies, dude. They fucking do like actual tapping as riffs. They do. Like it's so fucking cool, dude, because yeah. it has this fucking. It's not a slur. It's like a fucking wah 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 yeah. kind of a sound where they fucking you know like. I mean, we'll get into it. We, we get into the fucking into the list because I'm sure fucking you know something on there is going to be in one of our lists because they have it in quite a few songs, at least parts, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, fuck, dude, they got the slur riffs. They got the fuck. I mean, every kind of riff you could fucking imagine, dude. These guys are all <laughs> over it. You know, you know what the one thing is they're not, they're not all over what solos. So that really surprised me. I was just thinking about that because I was going to bring that up. Fucking Joe is not a fucking considered a lead guitar player. Nope. He's considered rhythm guitar player and vocals, which is fucking awesome. Very because, Metallica for him, you know. Well, yeah. because I was thinking of Brothers in Metal, which yeah. we'll get into in a minute. But, like, I, I started thinking about that, and I was like, well, wait a minute. So then I looked at the other guy. He's considered the fucking lead guitar player. Yep. But. He does a lot of the squeals and the sick breaks and all that. I was trying to fucking think earlier this morning. Wait a minute. Do they have any guitar solos? Not, I mean, nothing on my list. But I went through and listened to some things, and I was like, I mean, there was one thing. I don't remember the, the song. I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember the song. But I heard something that could be considered a solo, but it wasn't the traditional shred no. or the traditional even bluesy type solo. It was more like a, it was more like a Kim Thale. Yeah. Uh, um, Tom Morello. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix like noise Making type noise, solo. yeah noise kind of, top yeah, type solo rather than an actual setting, like you're basically setting a table and they're putting and that that little noise that they're making is just kind of like the pepper on the steak pretty much you know it's I mean? it's like this is definitely the solo part but it's not your traditional fucking guitar solo so no. that really surprised me because even when we saw them live I, I I was thinking about that I was like wait a minute like I don't think I've seen that dude do a guitar solo. He didn't at all. And, I mean, <laughs> and they're definitely like I was going back through my theater of the mind, and like I did not. I started thinking about it. It's like I don't have the best memory, but I don't recall their either one of. I don't recall them doing any song that had a guitar solo in it. And I mean, it's just what really. If, what if the riff is just the one big solo? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I listen to plenty of that shit. Like you know, and it's like that shit's fucking crazy. But like. Yeah, I started thinking about that. It's like, well, you know, I don't even think I ever noticed. But, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, when I listen to fucking stuff that is, like, a big fucking solo the entire song, I don't notice that either. I don't... Unless it's something that really fucking stands out to me solo-wise, I don't really fucking notice solos. I don't notice if they're not there. I don't notice if they are there. It's it's really weird. Like, I've, I'm pretty... I, I mean, this will come so out after. So we pretty much established that Jason has a blank spot for solos. Well, no, I, I, I said it in the, I, I think I talked about it in the Judas Priest, Priest episode yeah. where it's, you know, not every guitar needs, not every song needs a guitar solo. But at the same time, it's like if, if the solo's there, like it doesn't, I don't ever think like, oh, this doesn't need to be there. I don't think I've ever heard anything in any song that I thought, oh, this doesn't need to be there. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's mostly just like. Oh, this is part of the song, you know. I, I must be, I must, I must be much more judgmental than you because <laughs> I have heard several songs where I'm like, that didn't need to be there. Oh, I've heard plenty of things that are like, this yeah. is fucking whack, or like, this song would be better if this wasn't, if if they didn't have this part. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like, I mean, I could tell you right now, the art of dying, I could do without that whole intro. Like that whole intro is so fucking long, dude. I'm just like. <laughs> <sighs> 
just get okay, to it but already. You gotta, you gotta but make sure. Okay, but the that. payoff on that song, on the intro, the payoff on that because oh, again, dude, it's one of my honorable they also, mentions they solely also, because the end of it, because of the end. That fucking brown out out brown out but the thing is that that's also something that I think that Gojira is extraordinarily well known for is their outros, because their outros, a lot of their outros, literally don't sound like the rest of the song. Oh yeah, like that's at the, all. I mean, and they have they have some they have some of those uh, non musical outros yeah. that a lot of people don't like, and I'm just like whatever, like skip the fucking song. You know it's the end. Mm-hmm. Just hit next. Well, I mean, there's, it's there's, not like you're on a tape, dude. Like you got to fucking fast forward just perfectly. Yeah, they do. They so also the do like acoustic starts. outros where they're they're like yeah. go go to a totally different riff. Yeah, they don't you know? they don't have anything that's to me. They don't have anything like it's uh, sure. There's lots mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, like I said in the Morbid Angel episode, one of my favorite songs there's Caesar's Palace. I can't stand the fucking 14 intros it has to it. <laughs> like, but again, it's just like, well, now we have this cool thing called scrubbing, right? You know, it's like, wow, I could just whoop right to the fucking part, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, who gives a fuck? If the song's over, it's over. Just skip it. <clears throat> you know, um, there's there's lots of stuff like that. And I mean, you know, sure, these guys have it. But it's not, it's nothing I think like, oh, man, like that, you know, that's fucking, that doesn't need to be there. To me, it does need to be there because that's how they wrote it. You know, like, that's how they wrote it. That's what they're expressing. It's like, okay, fine, that needs mm-hmm. to be there. Now, there's certain things where I listen to, it's like, okay, there's a guitar solo there. It sounds out of place a little bit because the style of the guitar solo. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I tend to over, I just, I, I mean, I, I ignore a lot on purpose, you know, and I mean, that fucking works for me for years too like I mean, fuck. you know it's like man not everything has to bother you and but i know that's not really the norm so how do you how, the that's ones. the thing is that the, with the the complicated patterns that they do on guitar and the fact that mario is able to match it in one way or another either with one drum or several drums is able to match those complicated riffs almost to a t to where it sounds mechanical like we were talking about before where it sounds like the machinery is revving up, to me that is amazing. That it, I, I don't know because he he makes it interesting, to where it's not just kind of like deck 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 deck. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it it makes it interesting, and it also is extraordinarily powerful when it's done correctly. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing I I, I have to say about Gojira that turns me on more than anything else, is their level of power, just the amount of power that they portray in their music is insane to me and seeing them live as we did at the uh, the will turn what was that uh 2017 i don't even know i think it was 20 it's been it, a while yeah uh when we saw him at the will turn it was we were way up in the, in the top and it was literally a wall of sound it got so bad that it had to go hide behind a beam because his ears couldn't take it i just remember them playing heaviest matter of the universe and him going like just leaning over my ear going fucking heavy <laughs> and i looked at him and i'm like you almost could say it's the heaviest it's matter the in the universe <laughs> Shit. Uh, so that place has great fucking sound dude. yes it like, does yes it does i mean i listen to a lot of drummers that could do what mario does mm-hmm. i mean that's i mean we talk about it in the despised icon episode man that i alex, just listened to that episode, alex Pelletier is fucking unreal dude and there's a lot of dudes like that it just depends on what kind of music you listen to for mm. 
the fucking like realm that fucking Gojira is in, Mario is just like. To me, it's like, because Chris Adler, I think, is that same kind of fucking dude. He's he's just such a fucking amazing fucking drummer, and actually gets to do the thing like where. Mm-hmm. Maybe some other drummers, I mean, maybe they can do that, but, but the style of music their band wants to play or their band does play, you know, it's, it would be weird or their band doesn't want them to do it and stuff like that. You go, hey, man, you know, don't overplay. I mean, there's a lot of that. There's always been a lot of that. So I think, like, these, these two guys, like, they're, they're at the top of the fucking game because they are allowed to showcase. And, mm-hmm. and I know people have a problem with, you know, Chris Adler's playing. I know people have a problem with just the way his drums sound. Where Mario, it's like, dude, the way he fucking plays and the way his drums sound, like, it's just fucking awesome. I I've, guess I've never really talked to a whole lot of people about Gojira, but I've never read anything or heard anything of any kind of, like, I don't like this or I don't like that with the fucking band. You know what I mean? And especially the fucking drummer. Like... And I, I only say that because I listen to a lot of fucking technical death metal. I listen to a lot of, like, really super fucking talented musicians. Mm. Now, granted, like, some of that is just showcase. It's not necessarily the greatest fucking, like... Songwriting. Tra- well, traditional songwriting. Okay. Because some of the tech death stuff, I'll fucking tell you right now, that to me is some of the best songwriting because it's not like a normal fucking song. To me, it's not that hard maybe it's just in my blood but to me it's not that fucking hard to write some of the songs that get played on the radio some of the songs that have been number one hits the reason they are number one hits is because it's lowest common denominator super fucking simple song mm. Mary Had a Little Lamb is a super simple song and it's really easy to remember and I wouldn't consider it a great songwriting not if it's played by Gojira it's not a simple song <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a great song but it's you know whatever that's, that's fine but yeah, some of it is just showcase, dude. Like, and it's it's like okay, cool. Like, so there's definitely that. These guys are one of those fucking bands that does kind of all of it. So they have the showcase stuff because they are pretty technical. Um, they also they but they are simple enough, especially on Magma. They are simple enough to where they can get like that bigger fucking crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. I mean, we talked about it in the Slipknot episode where. At some point, man, when you want to hit a fucking larger range of people, man, you have to change a little bit of what you're doing. And it doesn't have to be all of what you do. You just have to have a couple songs or a couple parts in some songs. And definitely, like, I think The Way of All Flesh has that. I definitely think fucking uh, From Mars the Series has that. Yeah. Whether people want to fucking believe that or not, dude, listen to some of those fucking shits in Mars the Series, dude. There's some really, really, really catchy shit in there. I agree. I mean, fuck. It's one of the things I fucking love about this band, dude. So fucking much, man. To me, they're catchier than fucking a lot of even melodic death metal stuff. Yeah. They're catchy like soil work. Where, like, I feel like soil work was way catchier than something like In Flames or... Oh, yeah. Or, um, you know, uh, definitely more in Black Dahlia Murder. They're catchy like Amon Amarth is super fucking catchy or... You know, Iron Maiden and stuff like that. They're really fucking. Dare I say they're catchy like Metallica? Yes, they I are. Know. They have a lot yeah. of fucking that style, like that, in them. And it's like people are just now finding out because they fucking have a song like an honorable mention of mine, dude. Fucking stranded. That's a good song. 
You know, I mean, that's fucking bouncy as fuck. Dude, yes. that shit could have been written in 19-fucking-97. For all we know, maybe they just decided to release it right now because they were a band in fucking 97. Yeah. I mean, and it's perfect timing because it's like, fucking, dude, that shit, when we saw that live. Yeah. Because I, I, I probably heard the song maybe a couple <laughs> times. I was just like, ah, whatever, skip that one. Man, we saw that live and that whole fucking, like, it, we were in a place where there's all seats. Yeah. And it was still people, everybody got it. <laughs> everybody got it. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And his heads were fucking banging. Oh, fucking yeah. It's so simple, so easy. And you know what, dude? It didn't ruin their fucking set, dude. Doesn't ruin the album. It's just a fucking lighter song, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's, if they keep doing that shit and fucking still doing the other shit, like, fuck, man. I mean, I know they're fucking older than a lot of people think, but. They'll be fucking huge, even bigger than they are now. And as far as I know, they're pretty fucking big. I mean, I think they're playing Knotfest. They're playing Knotfest uh, with Behemoth, or at least Knotfest Mexico. Oh, dude. it's well, they're doing the. No, they're doing the whole, I think they're doing the whole. The tour thing. Are they doing yeah, it's the Behemoth, States, Behemoth, it's and the, yeah, it's it's Gojira, Behemoth, Volbeat, Slipknot yeah. in the states right now. Yeah. They're wrapping it up in Texas. Yeah. It's the Slipknot Roadshow. But they, yeah, they also have Mexico It's basically like an offshoot of right, Knotfest. Right. It's okay, not like so a full I was, festival. Yeah, I yeah. just saw something in somebody's story, and I thought they were in Mexico, but I, I do know the guys are from Texas. They, so. they just announced yeah, that so they're basically be a just in, in well, fucking Texas. Another honorable mention off Magma was, uh, and it was another one of their kind of like radio throwouts, was Silvera, which to me, as a radio throwout, is still a pretty fucking heavy song. You know what I mean? Okay, so that's, num- that's my number five. So Bear is your number five? That's my number five. I fucking love that song, dude. <laughs> I think I think that's in my mentions too. Dude, that fucking the way it yeah. just fucking Yeah it is. Like there's something about that that reminds me of fucking pyramids. I don't know why. Yeah, it does have kind of an Egyptian feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Grandiose kind of thing. So you'll find out when you listen to a Queen episode of ours, you'll find out what my number one Queen song is, dude. You might be able to find it. There's your hint right now. There's a fucking thing I have about something that sounds Egyptian that I just fucking love, dude. And then the way he sings, the way he, the way he sings, where he actually, actually just—you must have been a huge Power Slave fan. Oh, dude, <laughs> I fucking love Power Slave, dude. It's safe to assume I don't like, like the that. whole album. That song, that song. yeah, fuck, that song, dude. That song is so fucking awesome. But yeah, dude, the way he fucking—there's a lot of times, dude, where the singer sings exactly like with the guitar. Uh, you know, I mean, um, Electric Funeral comes to mind. You know, there's sometimes I don't like that. This one, I fucking love it. I love the way he fucking sings on that fucking shit. Like, and I just love the fucking, I don't know if they're tapping or if it's hammer on pull off. It's, it's very legato though, dude. Like just a fucking like the way it sounds. It's so cool. It's a, yeah, and it's definitely one of their simpler songs. Definitely a fucking radio fucking hit. Like yeah, to me, it's like, funny is they match. They is match it on the radio? Tonality. Did they release oh, it yeah, as yeah. a single? Oh, okay, yeah. so they match that tonality, but with clean singing. Yeah, which is it's, weird. Fuck, it's awesome, dude. You know what I mean? I and, and you think love that song. you know when you follow the follow the guitar, normally it would be with something punchy and heavy, right? Yeah, or and they or do or it you, with, a, with uh, he does it with a clean vocal. Yeah, and. It, it it just hits so fucking perfect, yeah, man. Like, open your eyes to this genocide. Well, yeah. So then, yeah. I mean, then the fucking words, dude. 
right. back to so, whatever so are we, we were back before. Are we into the list now? Oh, no, no. No, no there's right. still so no. much to do. If somebody hits an honor bunch and you want to talk about it now, go ahead. If you want to, like, be secretive and just, like, clam up, just clam up. I did, dude, I did. I've done it several times. He'll say something like my honorable, his honorable mention is, like, one of something's on my list. Sometimes I'll just be like, that's my number whatever. Other times I'll just clam up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, nope, yeah, yeah, nope, yeah, nope, nope, nope. We got that push and pull. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, yeah, you could be secretive or not. Well, um, some of these some of these I would actually like to listen to before we talk about them. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, no, that, we're, we're going to get into that, yeah. Because cool. um, you already mentioned, yeah, Silvera and Vassell are on my you know, honorable mentions as well. Actually, actually do I, we I don't want to stick with just Magma, but... Um, Is there other stuff we want to get into as far as the band goes, or like... I'm trying to th- I, I feel like there is. I just can't think of what it is right now. We've, we've we gone start, over a lot. We could start honorable mentions. Yeah, that's true. The bass player for Gojira is literally flying across that stage. Mm. And he's doing, like, spin kicks and shit. And, and like... I don't remember spin kick. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I definitely fucking remember him moving... Him and the other guitar player. The guitar Obviously player, Joe he has a lot of standing ton, there. But they use a lot of effects, too. And that's... Yeah. I, some of that's... You know, it kind of holds you. It kind of clamps you down to this one spot. I didn't spot see any pedals bit. in front of him at the sh- at the. At well, the they might have had show. somebody. Do- I think well, they had somebody in the soundboard doing it. Um, the one guitar player, Joe was. I think he had his his board in front of him. But mm. I mean, obviously, he's got to be by the mic and whatever. But he yeah. does step away from the mic. It's, it's something we talked about in the Metallica episode too. Is the fact that like when you have a singer that's also a guitar player or a bass player. Yeah. You know, like. Um, it allows you actually to have these big instrumental sections. True. You know, where, you know, some of the other times you're fucking singers like, well, now what do I do? Yeah, it's you like, know? I don't yeah, really have anything I, to I say. I to be like Bruce Dickinson and fucking <laughs> run all over the fucking place or fuck, I gotta be like Rob Halford, you know, okay. walk in the back, change my clothes and fucking ride out on a Harley. <laughs> you know, like, not every band has that fucking ability to do that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it can be like, Oh fuck! I don't know what. Well, to do. okay. So the one thing I thought was kind of funny is because the only move that I've ever seen Joe do is like he'll step away from the mic and he'll like do this with his head. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, he definitely like, headbangs a little bit, but he doesn't have like radio super the mind long here, hair but I'm like either, bobbing so my like, head uh, back and forth. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. You talk about this. I, I've purposely avoided Gojira live show uh, video so that I can take it in for the first time for what it is when I finally do see it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I heard they're amazing live, obviously. They are quite incredible. Yeah, so shout oh, out. Oh, man. I, it's weird because when he fucking... He basically just said, hey, dude, we're going... I got your ticket. We're going to fucking Gojira. And I'm like, cool. I didn't... Prior to that, like, even when he said that, I wasn't, like, excited to go see Gojira. It was just like... It's just... There's a lot of bands I listen to. I just don't really care if I ever see them live. It's not that big of a deal. And then we, you know, and then we get to the place, and I'm like, wow, that's a really weird place to fucking see a band, like especially a heavy band. Uh, I've never, I've never sat down and watched metal, like. So then, we were we get in there, and and Tesseract was playing, and I mean, they were actually a lot cooler than I thought they were going to be live. Tesseract, and and then, so we sat in the wrong seats too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So people came by, and they're like, oh, you're in our seat, and we're like, oh shit, we're clear over there. Yeah. So then. We get there, and I mean, I remember, I don't know if I said it to you or if I said it to Darren, but I was like, man, this is really fucking weird, dude. And like, what? I'm like, sitting down. Like, why is this so weird? I'm like, because on one hand, dude, I fucking feel like, wow, I'm fucking old, dude. I'm like sitting here just watching fucking, like, metal. But on the other hand, I'm really fucking comfortable. Yeah, 
I'm not getting sweated on yeah. or fucking some jackass at six four fucking stands right in right, fucking front right, of me, right, dude. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, what the fuck? So it was really nice, and I mean, the fucking the sound was amazing. I I don't think I I think that was probably the first show I'd seen. But I I almost want to say ever, because a lot of the bigger shows I'd seen in in like, uh, well, okay, so that's probably the first show I'd seen since Guns N' Roses, like on Use Your Illusion. That was probably the first show I'd seen with that kind of a light show. Hmm. The, the fucking light show, the, yeah. I mean, it was fucking amazing. Like, and I, prior to that, I was the kind of guy, like, you know, you say where you're just like, you know, I just want the fucking bare bones. And I, I used to be like that in my band. I was like, you know, just put the fucking house lights on. I don't want, I don't need a fucking light show. Our music should stand on its own. I, again, I have that side, but man, there was something about certain bands, and I don't know. I mean, I can't name them off, but this is one of those bands, dude. Like, fuck, man, that light show just made it even better. Oh, yeah, no, when it's done you know, like, great, oh, it's, it's highly appreciated. It was fucking awesome, dude. Like, and because we were higher up, we could see Mario. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. damn, dude, watching that dude play the fucking drums, <laughs> fuck. It was so fucking cool. One thing I liked about this band, I just walked back in, you guys were talking about bass player. I love the way they have it mixed. You can hear the fucking bass player. You know, and, and I don't know what he's, he's. I know I know bands are getting better about that. You know, Dark Glass Electronics shout out. Fucking, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they do really great stuff as far as like getting that bass to cut through, still be bassy, and not step on everything. Like because a lot of times back in the day it would kind of step on everything because they used to have a lot of used to have to use a lot of bass to like thicken things up. Where well, now it's just like damn, like it's so fucking clear dude like you can yeah. hear what he's doing i love i love what they do on their albums though with the bass because that's what i'm talking about yeah, is the albums on the albums fuck, what they do with the bass and then the, and the one thing is they highlight the bass even though it's like it might just be a bass drop where and i think it's on uh, honorable mention lafon sauvage the title track is where he, he you literally have the entire music cut out except for that boo you yeah i mean and it just it's just this bass this one t- one note going from you know high to low and it's just this huge drop it it okay you know what it reminds me of if you ever watch game of thrones and the dragons are about to blow fire right every single time do the movie trailer yeah yeah and it's like time is slowing down right now all right and it's about to like completely come to a fucking halt Mm -hmm. and you're about to get your mind exploded yeah you know what i mean eco-terrorism of the brain that's all i'm saying It's in the ether now. They'll have to pick that up as a song. <laughs> Shit. Oh yeah, man. Like the whoever does their mixing, dude. Like, and it could be several different people. It could be them. I don't know. They're just the sound that they have on their albums are so fucking good. Okay, dude. what's like, funny is that uh, their bass player is actually listed as a bass player slash mixer. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. All right. I Means definitely not the first time of someone in a band has actually mixed something i mean that happens quite frequently uh, but i mean the the sound they get on their albums is super fucking good dude like and the sound they get live is just fucking unreal man like yeah that's and i don't know like i've never seen them anywhere other than the will turn and i've heard that place has really good sound so. honestly they were better at uh the observatory and i loved them at the will turn but at the observatory be- because it was directly more in your face. I guess it I've only been there way one, more I've, I've been there one time, and I, it sounded good when I was in there too. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure, man. So let's see. I have another honorable mention, real quick. 
I don't, I don't, I don't need to listen to it, but I mean, you guys can listen, put, turn it on or whatever if you want. Um, I'll cut them all out. But uh, oh, on that note, we can't play the fucking songs. I know. Like I, I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. We can't play the songs on the podcast. This copyright fucking thing. I'm sure most of you probably know that. If especially if you listen to music podcasts. There are some that play music, and I mean, they've gotten like licensing and stuff like that, probably through whatever their production company is, I'm sure. We don't have that, so basically you're going to have to do what I do when I listen to fucking certain podcasts that have music on, man. I will literally pause the fucking podcast, dude, and fucking turn on songs just so I can fucking listen to them. I do it all the time with Debate and Destroy. I do it with uh, Heavy Metal Hangover. Just They'll be talking about some or just a show, too. You know, it'd be like, oh man, I haven't listened to so and so in years, and then he just because he has them on the fucking show and they're interviewing, they're not even talking about music. Mm-hmm. They're just talking about life shit. And for some reason, just because that dude's talking, I'm like, I want to hear his band. Boom, pause, listen to the fucking song. So yeah, so one of my honorable mentions, I literally like, I don't think I've heard this album very often, man. But been listening to it a lot lately, dude. But this, the one standout song to me on the album, dude, Clone. Like the fucking song is awesome, dude. I mean, I listened. To it, I was like, "Wow, they're doing this shit even back then." Which, which <laughs> you know? album is that off of for for the kids at home? Terra Incognita. Yeah, it's their first album. Yep, the first legit album. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. fuck, it's the first song. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah, fuck, man, yeah. it's so fucking cool. And they were doing that tappy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, even back then, and what is it, two thousand one? Yeah, it was fucking yeah. awesome. So, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's off their first album. Yeah, and you know what's funny? When I first originally listened to it years ago, I thought I remembered it just being way more straight tech death than it was, and obviously there's elements of that, but you can absolutely still hear parts of what would become their identity that they developed further on. You know? Right, right. The the little 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 seedlets planted yeah. in their their garden of eco-terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's got the fucking Blast City. It's got Tap City. It's got fucking Mellow City in the fucking middle of it, dude. That, Jesus. That it's, layered vocal thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I guess I've never really consi- I've never really thought about with this band, mostly because I guess when I think of the word, I always think of something completely different. But, like, they're very fucking proggy. Yeah. No, you know, and... Sure just for some but they do it so differently that it's like I almost does it even uh, seem proggy though that's the thing it it doesn't because when you think of like proggy in terms of like Opeth or or fucking uh, Dream, Dream Theater, Theater and yeah. stuff like that I always I don't it's almost like it's not really progressive it just gets mellow mm-hmm. well I don't think because it's, Opeth I don't think especially early Opeth yeah they didn't have like it's not like later on Ghost Reverie style where they have like I love that album the fucking the organ stuff and they have like the different effects and, and they have the different like really like a lot of different styles in the heavy it's just it just got mellow for a minute yeah and that's not to me that's not necessarily prog that's just you know you have a different element of, of what you're putting in your thing I guess it's progressive in the sense that not a lot of people were doing it at the time but it's not what I would consider like when you when you think of what is progressive versus an actual fucking term in music, like a, a fucking well, Jason, genre Jason, of progressive, it, it's it completely different. Break it down real quick. What are the elements of progressive music? You've got odd time changes, odd time signatures, 
time you know time changes that are not of the norm styles that don't necessarily go you, together d- yeah you wouldn't think okay. go together and uh, somehow you, you make it work but you also have to have uh perf- proficiency like super proficiency in your instruments oh absolutely okay and, and so if you look at the at the pro- really progressive bands of the 20 21st century all right you've got bands like dream theater rush uh opeth um you go into um uh even porcupine tree porcupine tree as far as yeah. buried in me yeah okay so yeah. going into the heavier things but a lot of those bands the progressive part of them is in the guitars and the guitar lines and how these guys are you know soloing and going into different things and being melodic in certain ways the way i see their how they're progressive is just in their riff building their riff building uh, yeah. is beyond anyone else. Well, also the way that they... So one big thing I see with all those other bands too is versus other bands that try to do the same thing mm-hmm. is does it... Can you make it work? And again, that's riff building. Yeah. Because you have to have it make sense to go from this part to this part that normally wouldn't make sense. What makes it make sense is this in between, like how you get there. Mm-hmm. And that's... Some bands are really good at getting there, and other bands, nah, not so much. And those are probably the bands that you know either don't get as big, or no one really fucking brings them up when you think of progressive music. And or, it's probably because they're just not that good at it. Or like what you just said, they just feel like it just feels like they're just doing softer parts. Yeah, there's de- yeah, yeah, there's definitely that where it's you just kind of you're like they're, oh, just, just, they're just slapping the teardrop on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they just progressively got mellower through this song. <laughs> And then they play the mellow part for a while, and then they just slowly get heavier again. Yeah. Like, to me, that's not progressive. Like, no. So, this, that, that song clone, like, that, I mean, fuck. I, again, I, I don't even think I ever heard that. So, like, I, I don't think I listened to Tara like that when I first was listening to the band. I think the farthest back I really went was The Link. And it was, it was really weird when just in the last what, three weeks, I think, I, I just went and listened to, Tara just to see I was like you know I don't don't think I've ever heard this Mm -hmm. and yeah some of the songs to me it's not a great album because there is a lot of just like like just kind of out there like it doesn't seem I don't know it's serious but it seems as like uh, they're they're still throwing shit at the wall to see what'll Mm -hmm. stick you know and it was just kind of let's just do whatever you know and maybe they you know maybe they were in a hurry to fucking put out an album and and they, because there's one song on there, I swear it's just like a fucking, it's like a straight up anthrax style jokey acoustic almost. Oh, yeah, that was, um, uh, that was the. What the um, fuck was that one? Uh, it's towards the end. Satan is a lawyer. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That was to me just like a not, you know, it was, uh, well, let's just throw it on there just, you know, because yeah, we have so, an no, extra Satan track. is a lawyer is like really super like, okay, this is kind of sophomoric. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, really guys? Kind of whatever. But, I mean, at the same time, it was 2001. I mean, I guess back then you were allowed to do that. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it wasn't as focused and stuff. But, mm. I mean, it was their first album. They were, you know, they could have just been, like, trying stuff out. Because they definitely have the interludes that they do now. Like, they're so fucking cool, man. Like, Would you and, call them interludes, though? I mean, because they almost seem like they're, they're almost, structured into the song. Well, they're almost instrumentals, some yeah. of them. I mean... You know, uh, I'm thinking of like, what is it from Mars? Goes, like, could you really do those songs without those parts in them? Because I, well, I, I look at I look at interludes as like you could have that song without that part. What's the one with a unicorn? Yeah, unicorn. 
that's that's one I think could stand on some, but it's almost long enough to where it's not really an interlude. It's yeah. I mean that's long enough to where it's like that's just pretty much an instrumental. <laughs> you know, like if you have a three minute interlude, right. I mean I guess unless it's like a fucking minute and a half intro, like a minute and a half build up to get to the interlude. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's, I mean that still leaves two and a half minutes. I mean it's pretty much a fucking instrumental song, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I don't know. Like I, I think. Um, I like those long passages they have of like, mm. for the most part, of just instrumental stuff. And the cool thing I thought was live was they actually did a lot of that, which um, they do, yeah. which I thought was awesome because it kind of gives you a break, you know. It's well, hey, man, want to go? Gives him a break for sure. <laughs> gives Mario a break, but also like I also think too, it's just like you know, it, it does build the atmosphere. It does build tension, like because you know. You know, like, oh, this is okay, a mellow part. You but just you know, hit it right there. You, know? you just hit it right there. Yeah. Is this band, and that's from day one, every album, this band is about tension and release. Oh, yeah. This they, entire band. Yeah, I mean, because you got to think, I mean, this is, dude, even a lot of death metal bands do that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I mean, nowadays you have a lot of, like, even this atmospheric death metal and stuff. You have a lot of, even if they're just doing, like, those fucking, and there's, like, this... What was that again? <laughs> you know, Tasmanian devil. Is, it's like a fucking scene this from is a, ASMR yeah, for fucking demented people. It's a scene people. from a, like a horror movie. You know, or there's this, you know, like a scene from a horror movie. And it's like a fucking big two minute long thing. Like there's a lot thing? of fucking brutal death metal bands that do that, and all it's really doing, I mean, it's not mellow, but all it's really doing is building up tension because you know what kind of band you're listening to. Yeah. You know, and you're just sitting there listening to this fucking crazy ass shit, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is gonna fucking hit out of nowhere. Or you know, some of those. Yeah, but um, some of those guys never do. They never release. They just build tension. Oh no! I mean, the stuff I'm talking about is like it. You know, all of a sudden, fucking. Yeah. You know, it just or fucking. I mean, it gets crazy. But like, they have them like you know every two or three songs, and it's like because they don't want to break up their album. They don't want to just pummel you the whole time, but they don't want to break up the album with like mellow stuff. So they break up the album with like atmospheric stuff, which is the gory sounds and these horror movie sounds. Even they fucking know to do that shit. Like, yeah. there's a lot of bands. And I mean, I get it, man. There's a lot of people that aren't used to listening. I think you're closely riding the razor's edge of saying that they do death metal type stuff. Well, no, because I mean, I'm just talking like bands have been doing this for a long fucking time. And I'm talking like these things that aren't really instrumentals, but they are. They're, mm-hmm. they're not an instrumental in the sense of like they're structured like a song. They're structured more like an interlude going into a song. True. But it's its own separate track and it's too long. It's like it's not a minute and a half. It's like. Well, they got a lot of those too, though. They, they definitely do. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying like at the same time, it's like there's a lot of bands that do that. It's just sometimes it's. It's just like, oh, I just want to get to the fucking song. Where these guys, I'm like, I'm totally down to listen to this shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's like Unicorn. I'm like, why isn't this longer? This should be longer. Mm-hmm. I like this. I could listen to this for a long time. Like, yeah. I love that shit. Like, but then, you know, there's, there's other bands that do stuff that's, you know, yeah, you're listening to, you're like, fuck, just get on with it already. And I mean, nowadays with the, you know, the especially younger people that have never really had to sit and listen to a whole album. You know, they might be just, you know, fuck this. You know, click the fucking thing. And they're missing out on that fucking tension and release. They're missing out on the buildup. Mm-hmm. They're missing out on that. Where, you know, yeah, well, go, see, okay. go see a band live because you can't just skip it. So this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the, of the podcast is 
these guys, the, that whole tension release thing, that comes with dropping the floor out. Okay? That's a lot of their, their mechanism to, to release the tension is to drop the floor out. Oh, well, okay, so that's, that's the whole... Fo- so I, I'm wondering... That's, this. The, me- that's the mechanism you to just get there. Brought, that's interesting because I was just, you just immediately made me think of breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And why breakdowns are so popular? Because it's not just in heavy music, dude. It's also a massive, massive part of EDM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fucking breakdown. They call it the, the drop, drop. Yeah. but it's a breakdown. Yep. And that's what that is, dude. Instead of having the... Fu- it's just a faster version of it. Instead of having this interlude yeah. that you can just fucking skip. Yeah, so it's within the song rather than in between songs. Because in between songs, you can just skip it. When you're in the song, it makes more sense because there's a lot more going on. And it's part of the song. It's just an instant gratification kind of thing, I think, that comes with not listening to albums anymore. You know, you just skip to the fucking song. And that isn't just the younger people with streaming age, man. I mean, that started with fucking, you know, CDs. essentially CDs. Yeah. was the first time it really, really... you can instantly fun- skip from one to the other. And so you can instantly yeah. skip from one to the other without having to fucking, like, walk across the room and, and trying to drop the needle at the right spot. Yep. But also, not hitting fast forward and having... A, I mean, you get to skip and you get to start right at the start of the fucking song. Yeah. Where, you know, if you're fast forwarding it, you know, you might miss, you know... you. It's, you had to guess. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder where this is. So, unless you're one of those psychos that you actually used the timers. You ever fucking seen those things? You remember those? No. You don't remember that. You're probably too young. Yeah, you remember seeing the fucking tape decks with the timers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'd have to start it. I mean, I had fucking friends that, like, legit psychotic, dude. Like, they break out their notebook, <laughs> and they have, like, the time on every single or it would fucking be in song. Feet. It would be in feet. There, 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 there would be a, a that's, counter, that's a what it was. That's feet. actually what it was. Was it was it was the feet, uh, mm-hmm. the the length of tape. Mm-hmm. But they they just always had it as timer. So just, you would just write down the the, the numbers yeah. at where the actual start of the song would go, and you would fast forward to that fucking thing. And they do it with reel to reels also. And it yeah. was just it's you're psycho. Yeah, you're yeah, a fucking you psycho. You've got way too much time. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. I love music, but that's a that's that's not love. That's obsession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a song. <laughs> so honorable so, mentions. Honorable mentions. So my honorable mention, my my first honorable mention is actually off that same album, and we're gonna listen to it right now. But uh, it's Space Time. Great name. I'm trying to think of that one. Play it. But that's why I mean. That's why it's an honor to mention to me because again, this that that song, further earlier stuff, is like they threw the kitchen sink at this fucking song. You know yeah. what I mean? Most definitely. Yeah, that fucking triplet city right there with like the fucking weird little clean-ish guitar over top of it and like the kind of like the droney vocals, yeah. like that, to me is like what something that is actually progressive because it works. They're doing it. It works, but it shouldn't work. It's the mellowest triplet fucking part I've ever fucking oh, yeah. heard. I, I can't think of mellower triplets than that. <laughs> and it's like heavy triplets. It's not like yeah, soft yeah, triplets. Yeah, it's not it's triplets like, on an acoustic. Triplets. It's not fucking... Yeah, dude, like it's fucking... I mean, it's like, dude, that sounds... And it makes it sound so strange. And, and it's like... I guess that's probably a good way to describe this band. <laughs> <laughs> <So strange. laughs> yeah. They're really strange. Um, yeah. 
They're for the most part, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they've definitely got their regular shit. Most definitely. What's an honorable for D-Lo? So we already mentioned Silvera and the Cell off of Magma. Um, I want to honorable mention the Link as a whole, man. Like, I guess I'd never listened to that until this week. And there, the level of consistency throughout that entire album, that might be my favorite album just for consistency's sake. So um, that's my number five. Just the whole album? No, the song The Link. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, okay. So, it's our list. We got the list. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I specifically want to shout out, I want to shout out three songs. I mean, we've honorable link. mentioned full albums, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as uh, Indians embrace the world and wisdom comes, dude. I think it's wisdom comes just. Fuck, I do not like dude. Indians, man. God damn it. That is really? just a fucking rhythm I just do not like. Mel- the rhythm-wise and melody-wise, I fucking... I tried to listen to it, and I was like, damn. I tried to listen to it because uh, I think it was the the live album after L'Enfant. Like, the Link Alive? No, I think it's... Or L'Enfant Sauvages. Les Enfants Sauvages. Yeah, that one. Because the there's, live, a, there's a live, live one, one for them. Yeah, yeah. I... I think it was on that one, man. I saw the Indians was on there, and I was like, I don't remember that fucking song. So I listened to it, and I was like, no, no, I don't like this. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, they definitely have songs I don't like, for sure. Like, But for the most part, man, like they have a lot of fucking songs I do love. Well, I want to I play Wisdom Comes, and then I want to play The Link. That way you guys can... Well, which one was your five? My number five is The Link. Okay. The Link is an amazing song. Yeah. Not a big fan of the swing part. <laughs> Fight me. No. Fight me. I don't like it. Really? I don't like it with almost anything. Like uh, I've never been a fan of like a lot of the swing beat stuff, man. If it's that, mu- if it's that much, I'm just I don't like that very much. Fair enough. I enjoy it. I think I, honestly, I think it's it's a huge change from like what's well, a big change from what they're playing before. And it definitely works for that song. Yeah, you know what's weird, man? There's, there wasn't a lot off the link that I liked. Hmm. Okay. Oddly enough, there's not a lot off of Wild Child that I liked either. <laughs> what? Yeah. You don't even like this band. It's really weird. Like, <laughs> like I said, like when I. I just didn't listen to that album very much. So obviously, as far as like a list goes of favorites, like I don't have any real fucking tie or any memory or anything like that to any of that stuff. But for some reason, man, every time I've tried to listen to it, both of these, the both of them, mm-hmm. it's like actually now I think about it, I'm almost going every other one. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, I <laughs> yeah, got every other one. I've got bands like that. They're like the like Resident that. Evil movies of metal. <laughs> There's a like, Star Trek. It's like every other one. Yeah, Star Trek's another one. Every other one. Yeah. Now that I think about that, that's weird. I was gonna say because I don't like any of the Resident Evil movies, so that's a. That's but a, yeah, like that's that. I was. I don't know. Definitely nothing on, nothing on mine. That I mean. I in fact this time I didn't even really bother listening to the link just because I just already knew it was just one I wasn't a big fan of. Fair enough. That was well, me. that first song. What was the first song? What was what was the first one you played? The first that one, one was, played kind of, was his honorable mention. Right. That one was that one wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. like I said, there was the one part. It was like, uh, whatever. But it was definitely one of the heavier ones on that on that yeah, album. Most definitely, well, it's already a heavy ass album, so that's yeah. something. So and then uh, the the link was my number five. Mm-hmm. So and I, I brought it up because honestly, the you you referenced the entire album. And I'm not going to let you reference the entire album without saying <laughs> that song right there, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That little swing beat, motherfuckers, is the shit when it comes to, like, changing shit up and, and, 
and putting this putting your mushroom stamp on the fucking on the world you know with hey check this shit out yeah. nobody else does this are we already hashtagging mushroom stamp for this <laughs> Might have hey to he be. brought out the big cock so yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> This is going to be like the most flagged episode so far, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you want to do your number five or should I do mine? Actually, you got any more? Uh, uh, I actually don't have very many honorable mentions because I like so many of the fucking songs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, Unless you got something you want to uh, Well, I mean, some that I've already mentioned. Uh, obviously, uh, there's like The Cell on, on Magma. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is also in mine. Yeah, uh... I'm I'm a, a big fan of Explosia, off of La Fon Sauvage, which is an amazing song. Uh, you please go listen to that song if you haven't heard it already. Uh, it is phenomenal. That's another one though that I really like uh, the end of it. Explosia. Yeah, yeah. Everybody really likes the end of that. I like. There's, a, there's a riff at the end of that. I'm like, and okay. then I'm also uh, you've got to listen to Wolf Down the Earth. Uh, mm. If you haven't heard that song, that song is fucking amazing. And another one that I want to bring up because you brought him up. Uh, was Adoration for None, mm-hmm. which is off of um, Wave of All Flesh, Wave of All Flesh which, so is with, which is with Randy Blythe. Mm-hmm. And you can really hear like the differences between Joe and Randy, you know, in that. And it, it, it is, it's a really interesting counter to Joe in that song because it's like you're listening to Gojira, but you're listening to Gojira through the lens of, you know, uh, Randy. Yeah, I mean, and he has such a unique voice. Yeah, so yeah Randy's a guy that could guest on almost anything, and you know it's Randy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And his voice goes well with a lot of styles that aren't even close to Lamb of God. So. Yeah, that's true. But that the thing is, is if you notice that the, that the music on Adoration for None was very geared towards, like like I said, like it's Gojira, but through the lens of Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you can hear that they kind of like yeah, went a little a Lamb of God on that. Definitely a different... It's a departure for them. I mean, they do it was so a many different things, but yeah, that's definitely something they've never really done before, and I don't think they've really done since. Nope. It was kind of like this one-off thing of like, hey, here's our version of this, yeah. mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're not into that whole um, in-your-face type music. I mean, yeah, they're in, it's very in-your-face, but they do it in a, in a very subtle kind of like, they want you to think about shit yeah. type music. This is not a thinking song. This is a, we're going to punch you in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This is their moment of outburst. Yeah, this so, is their moment of like, uh, yeah, we're just going to kick in the nuts, and mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> that's their whole thing. It's like, they're not a fast band. They have faster stuff, but they're definitely more groove-based. Uh, Mario, was it Mario? Yeah, Mario talks about, we want to be heavy, not fast. Mm-hmm. And at their heaviest, it's like morbid angel heavy, which, you know, can vary in speed, but like, you know, it centers around a, a very certain rhythmic pattern, you know, very certain rhythmic quality to it. Um, having said that, my number five is this is going to be the most left out of field for this whole thing, you know, because it was when it first came out. Was left out of field yeah. or out of out left, of field? Out of left field. field. <laughs> well, that's how out of field Dude, it that's is. It was, be, it was left out of the field. Around, that's going to yeah. be the shirt. Everything, left out of field. Yeah, they um, wanted to put it in the field, but it was left out of the yeah. field. Yeah. It's been omitted. <laughs> It's been omitted from the field entirely. Is I'm, I'm going, writing it down. Yeah. Make it so, number one. I, that is so going to be the medalist T-shirt. He's going to be the medalist left out of field. Oh, wait till you see what we got so far. Oh, dude, I got so many. Like... He, he was shooting me the list yesterday. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. So I'm going with uh, the first song I heard off Magma, Shooting Star. 
Ooh, and this good was setting song. the tone, really letting you know, okay, this is something different. This is where it's going to you know, go from here. And I thought that was going to be the whole album. After that, you hear... So neurosis. Yeah. I love that yeah. shit. Like, well, you know what else is weird? I, I, they list as a big influence that I never considered now until or until now is Godflesh. I yeah. Like, really? I was say that's it okay. reminded me a little bit of that too, man. Like Yeah. It's so huge though. That opening note is gigantic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like just that opening, you know, bow 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 is like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and you know this I mean? is them clearly moving into the next step, you know, the a whole new stratosphere into their career. Mm-hmm. And um and they talk about it on a lot of these interviews I was listening to. They bounced around with a lot of different styles like a lot of their influences did. You know, the one they actually, in addition to Chaos AD, they referenced, because they said Magma's their Chaos AD if everything before that was Beneath the Remains and Arise. Uh, but the other one they referenced was um, Black Album for, for Magma. They, yeah. they, they said did, you ever watch, Black Album. did you ever watch the video for Shooting Star? No. I, I, you know what I, what I realized yesterday was I've only ever watched the video for um, To Serious. I was just like, shit. You know, because I always drill him for not watching the videos. And then I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've I never seen, seen a Gojira video. video. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not a video guy. I couldn't care less about a, oh, okay. bit, about music videos. I, think I would I rather think watch cool. live footage, like actual live footage, than yeah, watch sense. a music video. Makes mm-hmm. sense. It, well, it, we talked about it before on an episode that we might have to redo just because that one was pretty fucked. But, but I, I did talk about, like, to, to me it was like music videos were something I used to watch all the time because for one I could hear songs that they didn't play on my radio station Yeah. and the other thing was it was a way to see the band if you couldn't see them live yeah. now that YouTube's there and I, I could just literally jump on there and just watch them live it's like fuck yeah why would I ever watch a music video I'm not I'm just not into like the a lot of the visual aspect of okay. what the song is or I, I've just never been into that sort of thing do shooting star though Fuck. Mm-hmm. That, that almost made my fucking list, man. It was close because I fucking love that one, dude. Yeah. It's it's so, very it, it starts mood. out so gigantic, and then he, he never screams in that song. Yeah. He never he doesn't scream once. He doesn't yeah. do heavy vocals once in yeah. that song. No, and I like the fucking way he does those fucking... They're almost, it's, it's, again, it's like that neurosis, God flesh, like that droning style yeah. of vocal. Like, I just... It blends into the fucking, it, it just blends into the music so well that it's almost like you could just fucking close your eyes and like get kind of lost in it, man. It's fucking get transported a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, dude. Yeah. Like it's fucking cool, man. I love that shit. Absolutely, that's not my number five for a reason. And that's the thing is, I thought that was what the rest of the album was going to be, and then obviously you get into Silvera right after that, and you're like, oh, okay, so there's <laughs> never mind. But <laughs> just thinking, you know, looking forward, that we're probably going to get a lot more of that, and I don't necessarily mind that at all. There's a reason they opened for Metallica two summers ago, and that is true. So they're opening at up Petco. a lot of their own doors, yeah. Yeah. And just then, like you know, they got the two Grammy nods off of this album, so it's a hell of a way to start that whole era off, man. Did they get any Grammy nods off of uh, Lafon Sauvage? Okay. I think it was just I think it was just this album. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I remember right. But yeah, I don't know. Sil- I'm not I'm not real big on the Grammys. Best metal performance for Silvera and best rock album for Magma in two thousand seven. Rock wow, album. performance for Silvera. I mean Silvera. like you wow. know, like like in the grander scheme. Rock of album. Yeah. I didn't realize that Silvera was that <laughs> big of a song. <laughs> <laughs> you really? You thought it was just no stranded? <laughs> I, thought, oh, I literally thought it was just wait, stranded. Wait till we get to that that ten on top. It's like, oh, alrighty then. Yep. Oh right, just, yes. Just call me Norm. 
Right? All right. No. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, we already, <laughs> do we already go your number five? Oh, yeah. Mine was Silvera. Silvera, that's right. Look, look, that's look, right. Back to you. Yeah, sir. I was like, oh, weird. Okay, so uh, my, I guess we're going with my, my number four then, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so my number four uh, is going to be off of, uh, where's it at? Way of All Flesh. It's uh, Vacuity. Okay. You guys ever heard of that song? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Fucking stomp riff, dude. I'd be like oh, the I ultimate know. stomp riff. Oh, I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> just this whole album, like, like obviously everything they do is a little, you know, left of center. But like this album in particular, from the way it begins to to everything up to the end, you just like definitely got to be their most experimental. If you don't consider it's like, cybery. It's definitely because they have well, all the I mean, fucking. I, it was it was a toss up for me because it was either uh, Ouroboros or it was Vacuity. Okay. Because Ouroboros to me is like it's just beautiful. It's yeah. a it's a really pretty song. Yeah. But Vacuity just had this level of aggression, and and um, and um, I don't know. I just again, it's one of those ones that I can't help but move to. You know it's got I mean? the big chance or two. The ba ba like it's sick, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. especially when they do the whole stop. Right before yeah, that yeah. part, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for uh, Show fuck. Where to go? You know, for a long time, this it. was one of my favorites of theirs, man. Like it was, it was on my list for a long time. Didn't make my list this time. Other stuff moved up past it, which oh, yeah? is weird. I mean, obviously, fucking Silvera. I just liked it because it's. I mean, at the time when it came out, it was just like, oh, like this is one of their fucking heavier tunes. Like just that stomp. It's. It's weird because this is one of the simpler ones, also. Yes. But it's definitely not one of the more radio ones. No. <laughs> you know, no. Like, yeah. No, yeah. It's definitely. It's like, it's so weird. But it it's is, got this. It's got this tonality in the chorus that it should. It could be radio. Sure. You know what I mean? If they would allow fucking anything to be heavy on the fucking radio, like, <laughs> but they won't. But I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I don't remember it happening there. But this is one I could see them if you were at a fucking festival and they only had you know half hour or so to play. You would play this one because that whole fucking crowd would be chanting that fucking chorus on there, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just that kind of a fucking thing. It's that. It's it's catchy enough, easy enough to figure out, like melody wise. Yep. Again, so simple, not radio, but really simple. Like fuck, man. It's because it's a pretty fucking heavy tune, dude. That fucking stomp shit at the fucking start, dude. Like, is just fucking heavy, dude. Like. But one thing I liked about this album, dude, too, was um, when I say it's cybery, is like they do have when they do like the fucking tappy stuff. Like there's just an effect on the guitars, almost makes it sound synth. But then there's also now I can't remember the name of the song, but the one with the fucking you know bow down 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 down. Yeah, and then and then they have a lot of synthesized vocals on here. Well, yeah, like I said, it makes it sounds like a robot. Fucking love. Dude, I fucking love the way his voice sounds on some of the shit. Almost reminds me of like not as hardcore, but similar. Uh, fucking old ministry. Yeah, I can oh, see yeah, that. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah, like that's what it reminds that. me of. It's yeah. fucking awesome, dude. Well, like, that's that's the it. thing is. A, 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 speaking of a sight to behold, because like I was saying before, that is their. I think that's their statement on the world, on the earth itself, is that we're not going to take care of this thing until we're all just robots. 
You know right. I mean? And I think that's the reason why he's saying it. Because again, sight to behold is like, look how good we are. We live with nature in, in, in pure harmony and blah, blah, blah. But we're robots because humans can't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Band with a message. Yeah. Just like Keenan Ivory Wayans and uh, I'm going to eat. What? No. Don't be a menace. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. fuck. Message. <laughs> so, number four. Number four for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Ocean Planet off of to, or from Mars to Sirius. Oh, good pick, dude. dude. So, okay. You, Fucking you said, A, man. You said you picked your list off of uh, Groove, and I and I, I picked it that. off. I, honestly, I picked it off of literally a visceral reaction. Yeah, well, so that's kind yeah. of similar to me. It, for me, it was... What just pops into my head like Stay Puff at the end of Ghostbusters, dude? What's just such an earworm that it just enters and exits your mind at will, dude? And so that's first song of theirs I ever heard. Really? Was it the first one you heard? Ocean Planet. Ocean Planet, really? Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, that's rad. That's it's good. my number three. Good introduction. Good inner fucking induction yeah. right there. You that's... want to talk about a band forging their own identity? We talk about the Morbid Angel comparison a lot, and it's going to come up again. But like, there's definitely a little bit of that with that thing. But like, like, then they have their own sense of melody in there that they interject that makes them uniquely Gojira, and that's when it was already you know kind of kind of crusting that wave on this album right here. This is considered their breakthrough album for a very good reason. Yep. Um, I was certainly the one that I got exposed to first, and a lot of people did, but what a way to enter that whole thing, man, and just, like, this know. is This is the first album I, I remember hearing. Um, like I said, it was, what, 2005? Yeah. You know, something like that, and uh, that's uh, the, that was the first, remember the first thing I, I, I ever heard was, but it wasn't that song. It was actually my number three. Okay, we'll say that. So we'll save that for later. So this is my number three, and I mean, well, yeah, but you skipped number four, huh? You still need number four. Yeah, I know, but because it's his number four, I have, I want to. It's my number three because we might as well just get it out of the way right now. Got it, got it, got it. So, one thing that reminded me of the the, this is the first song I I heard. This is the first time, the first thing I thought when I heard this song, Morbid Angel, Crowbar. I even made a post about it on MySpace. That is such a weird combination, though. And then also the fucking... And the way he's singing on that reminds me of like a little bit of a higher register, but it, it reminded me of Kirk from Crowbar. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And it was slow enough. And because, I mean, if you look at sludge as an overall genre, Crowbar is part of the genre, but they're not that slow. Not mm-hmm. like every song. I mean, they have some slow songs, but they're not. Like, some of those bands really fucking took it to a whole oh, new yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. But they're not that slow. They're about this slow a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And it was like that fucking opening riff, dude. And then just the way he was singing on it and just wait. And then, but then that's the thing. Where the song goes is just definitely Gojira. Like, yeah. it's, oh, fuck, man. It's such a <laughs> fucking awesome song. Oh, yeah. And speaking of crowbar, it's there's there's another you know comparison to be made there where it's like a it's an aggressive vocal but there is a tonality to it you know what I mean? That's something that Joe has that a lot of dudes don't. It's the fucking it's the thing that fucking Phil had. It's well not just Phil but like Phil did it. Rob Flynn was really good at doing it. Uh, not so much Burton but um, Max Cavalera. It's the fucking it's uh, Jamie Josta. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking hardcore like yelling. 
It's, yeah. it's you're yelling, but if you're gonna yell, you're in key. I mean, I know you can scream in key. I get mm-hmm. it, but you can. But the yelling in key is a little bit fucking different because it's almost kind of harsher on the vocal cords. Yeah. It's it's easier to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I just suck at doing it. But like, it, nothing makes my my throat like fucking itch more than that doing that thing. Like like yelling actual... instead of screaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. screaming is a little bit. Because it's almost like you're scratching it as it's itching it. Yeah, yeah But, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. yelling fucking thing. And, like and, and like I said, I mean, like, Rob Flynn was so good at it. Max, Max is really good at it, but you almost don't notice it because of his accent. It almost sounds like a different fucking thing. Well, I think the master yeah. of that would be you know, Tom. Tom Araya. Dude, Tom Araya is another yeah. one that always that, that did that sort of thing. Dude, mm-hmm. fucking, you know. And, and well, to some degree, Hetfield, too. He didn't necessarily, like, clean sing all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that same style. And... This it's a little bit fucking harsher. Kirk Wins uh, Winstein or Wine? Uh Winstein. Winstein. Yeah. He he was another one who always fucking does it. And you think like in fact when a lot of these guys did it, I always wondered if it was just like, are are they just really that raspy and they're actually just trying to sing clean? You <laughs> yeah, know, until yeah, you yeah, hear yeah, until yeah, you hear yeah. him sing clean and then you're like, oh I mean well, obviously dude, they're Kirk's, doing a thing, but Kirk sounds less raspy when he's singing, For sure. You know, but yeah, but that's the thing, like it was always that sort of thing that and, and that's one thing I loved about the about Joe. And then the other thing that fucking really fucking just kicks ass, dude, is like Going back to Way of All Flesh, is he does that with that fucking effect on his voice. Yeah. And it fucking sounds awesome, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I love the way that they use the effects on their vocals because. Well, I know a lot the of stacking that they do. Yeah, I know a lot of people that fuck, oh, it's fucking cheap. What do you, fuck you, dude. You're not trying to sound like a human. Yeah. You're yeah. trying to make a particular fucking sound, dude. Humans do not sound like that. I don't mm-hmm. care where you're from or what you're fucking trying to do. You do not sound like that. Unless if you you're Stephen want, Hawking, rest in peace. Even he doesn't fucking <laughs> naturally sound like yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, I had to do that. I'd love to see somebody <laughs> sing with that fucking voice, so come on. Oh, there's a, there's a Taproot song like that. It's oh, really dude, weird. go listen to the DOC, dude. Fucking his second album. After he had the voice box, he raps a whole album with his voice fucking thing. No shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, awesome. effect that just <laughs> it gives it an effect, a specific effect. Yes. And I love the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. So It sounds kind of, it, it sounds to me like, uh, it's like, Okay, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was like the the whole thing where like somebody's talking on the phone and it sounds kind of uh, like distant. Yeah, yeah. All right, and it's like, are you in a well? You yeah, know that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but to me, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like he's singing from the middle of space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And he's he's trying to sound like we are above the planet, looking down, and going, y'all fucked up. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> reporting from above. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. On to the other matters. We'll see. So we're on my number four then. Yes, sir. So see, this is one's purely musical. I looked at the lyrics and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I know what you're going to say. I thought it was kind of weird, but... I know exactly what you're going to say, yep. Yeah. 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 No, no, and honestly, I, 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 I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get it, man. Because I was the same way. I was like, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking flying whales. That's yeah, some weird dude. lyrics, dude. I was like, what the fuck, man? 
I have to find the whales. Yeah. You have to find the whales, man. But I love the fucking <laughs> like I love the fucking way it starts off with that mellow fucking thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Like at first you do, you're like, wait, is this its own track? And you're like, no, it's part of that fucking song. And then when it actually fucking comes in, dude, it's just like again, one of the catchiest, a heavier fucking riff that's just super fucking catchy. You know, and I mean it's that uh, this is one that climbed for me. Not that I didn't really like it before. <clears throat> it's just I liked a lot of some of the other songs a bit more. But just recently, like, actually, you know what? It's, it's since we saw them live. Because they played that fucking first part live. Mm-hmm. And that's that was one thing I thought was so fucking cool, dude. Was like, whoa, they're playing it. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah, because there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, especially with, like, heavier bands and whatnot. Like, I mean, depending on who they're playing with. A lot of times they're just bringing fucking banger after banger after banger. And and that's just how they fucking do things. And for the most part, I'm totally cool with that. But I'm also really fucking, like, impressed when they... It's not just banger after banger. And they throw in some of those fucking songs that you wouldn't expect them to... That, you know, be a live fucking song. And it's just so cool when fucking people do that. And they did tons of it at that show. And I thought it was fucking great. But that one... I mean, this one, Flying Whales, like, fuck, dude. I, and that, and top it all off, I just really love that instrumental part. Like, I could li- that's another one. I could listen to that for fucking ever, dude. You know, if, if, if they made a whole fucking, like, big-ass instrumental thing with, like, you know, some fucking leads on it and maybe some keyboard fucking stuff <laughs> and some fucking whatever, take it, and, you know, maybe take it in another place, I don't know. Like, whatever, I could listen to that for fucking... I could just listen to it for fucking ever, dude. It's, there's, uh, there's some of those things that are considered intros to songs. There's some of them, man. Like, um, trying to think of an example. The intro to Pearl Jam 10. Okay. But they actually have a longer version of it at the end of the fucking album. That's just one of those things I could just listen to forever, dude. It's, it's mm. got a fucking, you know, it's got the good beat. It's got a cool fucking melody line to it. And it's just really fucking awesome to listen to. Kind of trippy. You can get lost in it and shit, but man, then the fucking you know, then the fucking you know, the riffs come in and it's just fucking riff, 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 weird lyric, weird lyric. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, well, he was trying to be he was song. trying to be Dory from Finding Nemo. He's talking <laughs> yeah. to whales, you know. Yeah, definitely not a lyric song for me. Although I do, I thought it was pretty cool. That I just thought they were weird. I, it was it was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. I do like that it's it's not. I don't know what you call it. Because I'm not going to try and say it's not serious. But, I mean, it's kind of something that you would... It's something you would say, well, that's ridiculous. And maybe it means something. I don't know what it fucking means. I, I'm not sure, but... Maybe it was more on the Mars side than the serious side? <laughs> <laughs> fucking nice, dude. To make a dad joke shirt. <laughs> so dad joke. Grandpa right joke. But the fucking... Hey. <laughs> Only one person in this room is a fucking grandpa. That's true, but I don't look like one. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't, it's not like I had a problem with the lyrics. I, it was just something completely different. Like, And again, sometimes, yeah, he is hard to understand. It's not like you can't hear him. You can tell what he's saying. It's just hard to understand what he's saying sometimes. Mm-hmm. And me as being not, not like, the oh, man, lyrics are number one, music's number two. For me, that works awesome. And so now that I've read the lyrics, I don't need to look at them anymore. Right, right. You know, and this song can be whatever the fuck I want it to be again. Again, probably the biggest climber on my list. I mean, yeah, definitely the biggest climber on my list for sure. Um, there was just so much 
Because I think when I got, I mean, it wasn't. When did Way of All Flesh come out? Two thousand seven. So what, two years oh. later. Was it two years oh, after no, 2008. this? Oh no, two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah, two thousand eight. This three is. The, the, oh, so this is three hour, three years later. Three years later. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a lot closer than that. They toured a lot for this album, though. Yeah. They did a lot of touring for Mars the Serious. That's what I was telling And maybe I didn't hear it right when it came out. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was, you know, I'd been They also for did a lot of touring for, for The Way of All Flesh, too. So. I was going to say, yeah. the gaps between albums get a lot longer as. as so this came out on. 2005, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe I didn't hear it until 2006. So it seems like Way of All Flesh was this, a lot like closer. I said, this, this was, the, uh, this was the, uh, the, the intro to me, yeah. to the band, which actually brings me to my number three, which would nice. be off of this album, which is The Heaviest Matter of the Universe. Okay, nice. I figured this had to be on somebody's list. Yeah, this is an amazing song. And again, this was the intro to me for this band, was this particular song right here. And I <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't describe how I felt after I listened to this song. That those. to me is like for me to be speechless. I mean, you guys know me. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the best kind, though, aren't they? Like, like when you're just so dumbfounded by what it is you're hearing. Yeah. Like something special. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was definitely an eye opener that, oh, I have been living in a very, very small pond. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> this didn't exist in my world until somebody brought it in and said, hey. Check this little doorway out. We're going to mm-hmm. take you through and and uh, and expose you to shit you're never going to see again in your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Like flying whales. Yeah, like flying whales. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey, real quick, was Put flying whales a quick. thing in, in Star Trek? Heavy's matter? They weren't flying. Okay. Yeah. Put it in real quick. Okay, yeah, it's just... Sounds. Dude. Okay, I'm sorry, but when they said heaviest matter of the universe, they were talking about that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I just put together now is um, they, they, they cite Pantera as one of their biggest influences. I almost catch like a, a Psycho Holiday. A little bit. In, uh, in the very, very, very first thing you hear. Yeah. Dude, it's got the fucking... It's got the fucking legit slam part. Just fucking... But dude, the fucking... That whole shit at the end. Yeah. It was my number one. It's my <laughs> fucking favorite Gojira song. I, I fucking love death metal. It is death metal, but then it gets weird. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. It's like death metal they, with a twist. That's what Gojira yeah. is. It's death metal with a twist. Yeah, kind of, yeah. They're the Shyamalan ding dong. seven up with a little yeah. twist on. <laughs> ding dong fucking yeah. of death metal or something. I don't know. Like, that's... Yeah. No, dude, it's always, it, since the first time I heard it, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's been my favorite song. I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, as soon as we fucking said we're doing Gojira, I'm like, yep, boom, number one. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love the fucking name of it. The Heaviest Matter of the Universe. Fuck! It's so fucking cool, and it's so fucking aptly titled. Like, it's fucking heavy as fuck. Yeah. Even the fucking end part with the fucking band, and 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 like, the shit he's saying, the way he's doing it, like, that fucking whole climb up, dude, mm-hmm. like, and then it's like you think he's gonna climb up and it's gonna go to something else, but no, he starts back at the bottom. He comes yep. back up and says, like, "Whoa, wow, wow, what?" <laughs> Dude, it's 
fucking amazing. I don't use that word a lot. This song is fucking amazing. There you go. I fucking. If you haven't uh, heard Heaviest Matter in the Universe, you need to go check it out now. Stop this shit and go listen. Stop right now and go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, D-Lo number three. My number three actually just swapped with my number two because these songs are very interchangeable for me and they're right next to each other on the album. Going back to the Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, yeah. So. Let's hear it. Right now my number three is the Bon Sauvage. Oh, good Uh, song. Good fucking song. You want to talk about earworms, man. I I just constantly get in the, with the harmonics and the, the, you know, the crazy rhythms. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 one of their more straightforward songs, kind of if you really think about it, because it doesn't veer off in too many other directions like a lot of them do. But like, dude, it's a catchy ass song, man. It's it's a very good combination of heavy and melodic. Yes. And with the interplay, what's going on with the vocals? Uh, from what I can tell, it's a huge live staple, and for a very obvious reason. Um, and again, it can swap with my number two, which if you paid attention, I said they're back-to-back on the album, so you can probably figure out what it is. But, like, it really depends on the day, because it was, it was two on the list, but I'm feeling more the other one right now. Um, Play it. Just because I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, like I said, I don't listen to this album hardly, like, ever. But I'm pretty sure I know which one's your number two. I, 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 dude... I, I I don't know how I can describe how that song makes me feel, except for it it makes me feel violent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally gives me that that feeling of like I want to hurt someone right now. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. not because it's anything about anything violent or in, you know what I mean. It's just the 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 way they structured the song, the music involved, the the desperation in his voice. I don't even know what the fuck he's saying. He's probably in French. <laughs> well, I, mean, I so I said I didn't watch any live footage. I did go mm-hmm. on there because I wanted to attempt to pronounce it correctly, so I wanted to hear it out of his mouth. And I'm like, even after I heard it, I was like, no, I can't do that justice. The Fonk Sauvage. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll get there one day. But, like, but he mentioned <laughs> that's to my, the crowd. That's my ninth grade French coming through. There you go. See, he did mention <laughs> to the crowd because it was Rock in Rio 2015. This song is about trying to stay a kid on the inside, trying to stay that optimistic. You yeah. know, hope, you, hope springs eternal kid and how it's important to try to stay that way. So that's, I mean, that's what he told the crowd. It could, he could have meant something different at the well, time. Well, I think it literally translates to a wild child, right? Yeah. 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 But that's what, that's what the idea he was conveying uh, to the crowd before they started playing was, you know, it's about staying young inside and keeping that same hope or whatever you had when you were a kid. I loved how people, when this, when this album first came out, uh, I loved how people were like, are they talking about like savage infants? What are they talking about? Savage that, infants. That sounds like Fuck some, yeah. <laughs> that's what it that's should be. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's like some, some like early maiden shit right yeah, there. It's like, it's like, it's like well, dude, we're talking about dangerous fetuses, man. Yeah. That's, da- that's definitely where savage came from, and that's definitely where infant came from. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's croissant. Yeah. It's a croissant, which, bitch. Yeah. That's, yeah. Where, that's where it came from. Yeah. And it, Ozzy it, already had that song, Crazy Babies. You know, but then, yeah. but then, like I, I saw the thing and it said, like basically, it just means wild child, mm-hmm. which I mean, yeah, you listen to that song. I don't think I've ever listened to anything that makes me want to, like, makes me feel violent. But <laughs> there's definitely stuff that makes me want to get the aggression out. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, clearly, I need to listen to the song a little bit more. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> fucking that. I mean, yeah, that's fucking pretty yeah, cool shit. I mean, this got good pace on it too. You know, pretty fucking, 
pretty speedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most fucking kick drums are humming like oh, quite yeah. a bit. I mean, like like a lot of their stuff. But yeah, it's not overly tempo. It's definitely not. It's not that fast. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's, it's just really, really fast intervals. All like, yeah, um, for sure. Which again, they're huge on that. Morbid Angel was huge on that. Yeah, they're so, very good at keeping things going without speeding up. You know what I mean? They're very good yeah. at, like just momentum. Yeah, they're not actually really that fast of a band. No, and the thing is that Mario hits parts in, especially on Magma, he does this quite a bit because they do mellow their their their, their, their like their overall. They're me- more mellow on Magma. Uh, but they have spots where the kick drum goes into fucking overdrive and it sounds like somebody just turned on the blender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For like maybe like a, about five seconds. Yeah. It literally just yeah. and then turns off. It's without overkill. It's, it's, yeah. It's very tactful. And I think they started that on this album, on La Font Sauvage. I think they started doing like that whole like we're gonna turn these these little spots on to where Mario's feet are just gonna go absolutely apeshit mm-hmm. for about you know five five to ten seconds, and then we're gonna go back to something else that's gonna make your brain bleed. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the it's the idea that like in a lot of like especially with like not, I guess tech death isn't really the the genre for that. Just in some of the, like the brutal death metal and stuff, it's it's really fast tempos with really high intervals. Like so, mm-hmm. it's again, it's just that pummeling. It's the brutal part and like all that sort of thing. Tech tech stuff does it too, where you're doing a lot of shit. It's a little bit easier to do when you have more time. So if you keep the fucking tempo low, it opens up so much more space for activities yes. and fucking <laughs> activities. Well, Mario like, summer camp with Gojira. Yeah. Mario definitely <laughs> gets down on the activities. Yeah. Welcome to Gojira yeah. summer camp. Yeah. I mean, it's there's they do a lot of fucking stuff, yeah. but they allow themselves room to do a lot of fucking stuff, and mm-hmm. it makes and and so one thing that that makes it do is it, it one it makes it stand out more. Because you do have the big empty parts, and then you do have these fucking parts where it's just like so much shit is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like all at once, you know. Um, <laughs> and then, the, and then that's where the proggy shit kicks in, you know. Like, okay, well, how, you know, what are we gonna do on the empty part? And you know, and then again, they've just really from the get go, kind of like put the fucking flag in the ground and said, like, you know, hey, hey, over there. Look over here. We're we're able to do whatever we want, mm-hmm. right? Just we're putting it down right now. Yeah. We can do whatever we want, and they do. Like, and it. That's why it always works. So, yeah, that's a pretty fucking cool jam. Like, I. I mean, I. Again, it probably wouldn't have bumped anything off my list, but I definitely dig that one. Well, now I'm curious to see what your number two is. I want to see if you're going above or below. So we'll get there, but uh, I believe we're on to. Number two, right? Yeah. Sir. Am I going or is someone else yeah, going? You, do I have to go? Do your number two? Yeah, what's your number two? Do you have to go number two? Well, we just finished number three. <laughs> you just went number one. <laughs> we just finished three. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go number two. Go I number just two. happened to already say my number uh, one. Yeah, yeah, That's all. That, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take a big dump on this thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Number two. All right, so uh, see, now I'm, I'm, I'm of <laughs> two different minds. But... Sophie's choice. Yeah, no... Okay, so I loved. I, 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 
I don't listen to this man very often, but I absolutely because I absolutely loved this this album. And my number two was originally going to be Born in Winter, because that was one of my favorite Gojira songs for the longest time. Whoa, but there's whoa. something about Magma, and there's a there's a song on Magma that, for some reason, it hit me harder than I thought it was going to. And uh, this is more of an emotional reaction to it. Um, because, and it, and, and it comes down to, it's not just this one line, but there is one line in this song that describes, that is just a beautifully written line, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, and it's called, um, the song is called Only Pain. And that song is phenomenal. I didn't expect to like it as much as I do because it is not, I mean, it's, it's a pretty basic Gojira song. But it's more the lyrics in this song than it is anything else that really drives this song home to me. Mm-hmm. What did they open up with when we saw them? Uh, I don't even remember. I don't remember. But I know like on their latest, not this tour they're on right now, mm-hmm. but the tour cycle before that yeah. and the one before that, they, they uh, opened up with Only Pain. Yeah. It's I, I wonder if it was. I wonder if it was the opener when we saw him. I don't think so. No, I, no, just, no, no. I know this. I, don't I know that because I remember. Remember when I was standing in front of you guys? Because you guys were all sitting in the back row of the of the those seats. Yeah. And I kind of stood up in front because there and and that that was during that song, but that was later on in the night. Yeah, I don't. I just it is weird. I do not remember what they <laughs> what they yeah. opened with. Fair enough. So this this is only happens a lot. I'm old. So I was like, oh, that's what fuck no, I want fucking ads. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, back to Gojira. God damn it. <laughs> Task at hand. Do you God remember damn what it. you were saying last Okay, so uh, I was on my number two. You were on your number right. two. I so, taking his number one. Yeah, this, like I said, Only Pain is, to me, um, it just has all those lyrical elements that I want to see from uh, somebody who has, is a, an emotional, because it's, it's, you don't get a lot of emotion out of a lot of heavy singers. Mm-hmm. All right, there's there's very few, and those few that can do that, I think, are the ones that rise to the top and really like are at the the, the, the top of their game. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, like James Hetfield was able to do that. He was able to convey emotion through his vocals, even though they were like heavier vocals, you know, screaming and key kind of thing. Yeah. I think Joe is able to do that, and when you give him the right vocals or the right lyrics, he can convey an amazing amount of emotion in those those lyrics and yeah. I think that's what he does here on Only Pain I, 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 I honestly I, I love the fact that uh, this song was one that um, wasn't really heavily played a lot of people don't know it um, if you don't know it I highly recommend you go out and listen to it in fact I highly recommend just the entire Magma album is one of their opuses as far as this band goes I think they're they, Whammy Pedal City. Yeah, they on, really, they really, uh, they really went out above and beyond on this album. So, and Only Pain is definitely one of the jewels in that crown. Jewels. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of nowhere, jewels. Jewels. <laughs> hey, who am I? Do you know who says jewels? <laughs> it's like what's his face from. Uh, Fiction, John Travolta. Yeah, fucking yeah. jewels. Jewels. Uh, is that you or me? Number two? You or me? You want to go? You can go for it. Ah, uh, you go because everybody knows my number one already. So yeah. I'll uh, go last on two. Radio. Just like uh, I've been in Costello. Uh, so which one is it? Okay. So up or down? 
down. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. So, talking like about better, but... back to back uh, between the Font Sauvage, the L song, I'm just going to call it from here on out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it was You're between... You're not doing too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time I do it, a little better. But, it's always it's between that and the other song, Explosia. Oh, yeah. Not to be confused with Explosivo by Tenacious D. Explosia, dude. Yeah. This song... Fuck, bro. Again, earworm, dude. Oh, my God. This song starts off just in your face. Mm-hmm. Just in your face. I think this is one of my honorable mentions. Is this your number two? This yeah. is my number two. Oh, so it was up. Yeah, up. Well, yeah, up from Fon Sauvage. Yeah. That's why I thought, like... <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, I get in, looking in the track the, listing. Yeah. Looking yeah. at the list, yeah. not in numbers. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Anyways. That's why I was like, I like up better... Yeah, I, I, I like Explosia better than the Axe. But. Well, so it's, it's, that's a day-to-day thing for me, but yeah, right. Explosia is hitting me a little harder today. It's just Yeah, that Ender. That's, yeah, well, that's the thing. Everybody goes to that. That's Every, Well, that's, yeah. Well, that's Alex calls that the cowboy breakdown because he says he reminds what? me. The what? Because he, he reminds him of like like kind of a Clint Eastwood like dude like struck okay. away on a horse okay. type thing. Okay, that I, I, I kind of like see that because... Play it real quick. Hold, hold Just on. play the end part real quick. All right, all right, all right. I, I got okay. So we're Clint Eastwood drive, riding out on a horse. All mm-hmm. right, but that's yeah, that's that shit right there, dude. That's that them them forming their influences into their own little fucking cake. Yeah. You know what yep, I mean? Yep, yep. The money shot for me in that song for me yeah. is is that with the with the harmonics on the guitar. Yeah, especially the way he layers the the vocals over it is. You know, one doesn't let the other dominate, and it just kind of flows seamlessly into each other. I fucking earworms, I, man. I would say the money shot for me on this song is actually the beginning, the the pick scrape into that heavy, that I, really I heavy. I consider that. Style. So that's cool though that we're able to take away three different parts of the song completely. Yeah. That you know, bookend and then fill the middle. Well, yeah, but the cowboy ending is just amazing, and the fact that you never saw that before is even more amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, so, I've only listened to the song like four or five times. Yeah, so what you guys missed is Jason almost spit. Yeah, he literally had almost a spit take. It's straight up, like, Ennio Morricone, like, style fucking shit. Like, and I listen to that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty undeniable if you've never heard it before. It's just never even fucking occurred to me hey. that it was like that. But like I said, I'm, I mean, I've probably heard this song like Four, maybe five times. You gotta tops. remember that they are from Europe, and those westerns were made in Italy. That's why they're called spaghetti westerns. Really, really <laughs> shitty movie blood. Love yeah, it. I, I honestly, I'm, I kind of like, I. That's a little gem, another gem in their crown there that I, I kind of like was like, I really didn't think about, you know, that they have that cowboy ending. Yeah, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Because that cowboy ending is so off the table from any other band. Yep. No other band's Tip doing that. Yeah. No other band That's is all like, you know what this song needs? It also it makes me wonder if I'm thinking, the ugly. It also <laughs> makes me think, I wonder if I'm thinking of a different song. Hmm. I might be thinking of a different song. Might be don't mind me. Because, okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, I don't think I've ever even, I mean, I know I've heard the song. Uh-huh. And I know I haven't heard it a lot, but I've, that, I had no memory of that. Like, apparently <laughs> not. No. That's hilarious, no. dude. That's oh my god. Majestic. I love watching somebody's eyes just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Cowboy breakdown. Enjoy cowboy breakdown. Dude, Gotta cowboy love it. Cowboy breakdown. Yep, yep, yep. Dude, fucking love that shit, man. Yay, Sonic, number two. Hold on. I'm gonna guess. 
this is my guess, that his number two is also off of Magma. It has been noted in the court. It's either off Magma or it's off uh, Mars the Series. Neither. Really? Ouroboros. Oh, I think that was one of my honorable fuck, mentions. This is a fucking sick-ass tune. The fucking tappy-tap start. Dude. The fucking effects on the vocals, and then fucking death is just an illusion. Yeah. Fuck. It's awesome, dude. And that was the one, like, that was uh, that was a big album to me because I was waiting for the follow-up. It was just one of those deals where it's like, you're pretty impressed with the first one you're like dude how are they gonna fucking you know i mean if i would have went back and probably listened to terra incognita and the link like i probably would have been like okay they'll follow it up pretty fucking nicely okay so when you're saying follow up you're talking about follow-up album yeah okay so no, when, saying, I, when i heard a follow-up song it's toxic garbage Island, no, when i heard amazing fr- from mars the serious it was like i didn't listen to the first two so it was like how the fuck like i want to hear the fucking follow-up on this shit like and it was, I, don't, I mean, I didn't buy it, but I, I fucking downloaded it and I listened to, I listened to it in order. And it was like, this was the first one I listened to. And I was like, Jesus, like, this is how they're following it up. Like, wow. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. Because to me, where, where from Mars the Sirius did to me, to me, it sounded a little more, I hate the fucking word, but it sounded more organic. <laughs> this one sounded more synthesized. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a cool it was a cool, really cool difference. I, would, I fucking thought it was awesome that it had this whole different vibe. Yeah. I would say that this this album right here, like I said, I think I said this before, this album right here is where I felt they came into being who they are today. I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is the album where they they literally like all the, the all the 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 stuff that influenced them before, all the stuff that they were compared to before. This is where they kind of like separated themselves from all that and said, no, we're our own fucking thing. Yeah, for you know sure. I, mean? I, I was actually a little taken aback when I first got it because I was like, oh, dude, it's the follow-up to, from Mars to Series. Of course I'm going to get it. Put it in, first thing I hear is is this song. And it's like... Ouroboros, yeah. Yeah, it's just... This is the snake that eats itself, right? That's yeah, what that is? Yeah, yeah. It eats its own tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just so... It's just a different kind of... Like you were saying, this one's a little more mechanical for lack of better terms. Well, it's weird because for Mars, the series ends. The last riff on that album, dude, is a tapping riff. Yep. And then, you know, you start off your next album with a tapping riff, but Mm -hmm. they're so different sounding than each other. It's so crazy. It's not as aggressive. It's a little more spacey. You think they did that on purpose? I don't know. That's but the, that's that, that's the thing. Like it is. There's three it, years difference between these two. It's albums. more. It's it's definitely more spacey. It's more synthetic. It's more. It's just a different kind of vibe to me than than from Mars the Sirius. And this song like kicks it all off. I mean, as far as opener, I I like the opening of Ocean Planet over Ouroboros. But mm-hmm. as far as song. I do like Ouroboros over Ocean Planet, which really surprised me because that was like, (laughs) that was like my, one of my favorites for a long fucking time. And it's obviously still is in the five, but, but, uh, there's, as the song goes on, I feel like Ocean Planet really fucking hits me more at the start of the song and less at the end where Ouroboros hits me right off the bat and goes all the way through the end. I agree. Totally agree with that. Uh, As a whole entire song. Ouroboros. Um, it's also a softer song. 
It, it is. And that was Which the other weird. thing. That was the thing that really surprised me was Ouroboros and fucking Silvera being on my list. You know, and to some degree, Flying Whales. Because, but I mean, at the same time, when I listened... So, for probably a lot of people, you know, Gojira is a really heavy band to them. To me, they're not that heavy. Yeah. They're, they're not... A, they're not... It's not that they're fucking not heavy. They're just not that heavy compared to what I usually listen to the majority of the time. And so, again, to me, they're just they're a regular metal band. Mm-hmm. A really good regular metal band, I might add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Possibly one of my favorites in that realm. Like, pretty close. If, if, if they're not my favorite in that realm, they're really fucking close because they're so fucking awesome, dude. Like, and songs like this are why. I don't, dude. <laughs> fucking email me or DM me on fucking IG, dude. Like, tell me yeah, what please. else sounds like this shit. Nothing. I, I, I guarantee song, you, none, nobody song. out there. I dare someone like, to come up with a band that sounds anything like these guys, and and brings out the level of you can almost, hear the emotion in his voice about how he feels about this band and how I feel about this band and how how D'Lo feels about this band. They're I almost dare like you. the last one of the fucking. I mean, other than fucking Meshuga, I mean, I can't think of a whole lot of fucking unique bands in the last fucking 20-something years. Not that are that unique. Mm. I mean, everybody's unique in their own way. <laughs> but. I wish you could all have some. What the hell now. was that? Dude? Not, like, not, like, not like this or like Meshuga. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a handful of fucking bands that are fairly unique in the last 20 years. But, but I mean, with especially a band that's so unique where you can literally pick out parts that sound like this and parts that sound like that mm-hmm. yet somehow it's unique because it sounds like them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just weird to me that they, they somehow managed to fucking do that yeah. but I mean this song specifically find me a Gojira song or find me a not Gojira song that sounds like this right. I, don't, I don't know what it is and I listen to a lot of different things but like it's just so strange to me and so unique that it just fucking I mean number two on my list bumped Ocean Planet so really yeah wow wow this is the the time for reevaluations when you really have to step up to the plate for these kinds of things I come away sometimes doing these things going oh man that ended a lot differently than I thought it would <laughs> yeah know? well you know that that's the thing though is that I, uh, I I said what I said at the beginning of this podcast because I really truly feel that way you know what I mean because I they are all of them are unique unto themselves and unique to this band yeah even though they have parts that are not unique to metal as a whole right you know what i mean they are just the way they carve this sculpture out is ultimately their them and them alone yeah you know what i mean it 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 does not none of this sounds like somebody else to me none of it you know what I mean? It has parts that sound similar to other parts and things that can be construed as other parts. And that's just, that's anybody. Yeah. Because if you listen to enough music, everything comes from this, everything. There's, well, yeah, of there's only so many notes, so many But there are there are a lot of bands out there that sound like like whole cloth other bands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? This that's band how, doesn't that's sound how like genres any are made. I was going to say, yeah. like, like, for me... Gujira and Behemoth were pretty intertwined, and I stumbled across some quote last night where Nurgle reaffirmed that when they first met at the turn of the century, the first time they played France, and 
like fucking they took them on their first American tour then they did another American tour now they're on their third American tour if I'm missing I'm missing something else and whereas Behemoth is like straight up just more black metal Morbid Angel right like like they're very <laughs> everything goes back to Morbid Angel and I love <laughs> well they no, are that's it's... what I'm saying it's two sides of the same coin because yeah. like Behemoth, they were just kind of like this straight up like death metal band and as they went on, it creeped more into like black metal style. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. could see that they, I mean, they still had a lot of Morbid Angel in them. Yeah. But Morbid Angel is like super fucking influential. Absolutely. But, but so that's what I'm saying is like Behemoth. And both those bands are bigger than Morbid Angel ever was. Yeah, I know. Isn't both that crazy? Yeah. But Behemoth is just like they took something that was already there and they just, they're the biggest at it now. They headlined over Cannibal Corpse. And at first I was like, why? And then I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I. I I can respect that now, but like, like to do it on the stage. But like, like they just took what was already there and just made it more, you know. Whereas the fact that the, fact that the first time that Lamb of God ever played the Forum, it took Slayer to get them there because mm-hmm. they were banned. Yeah. To play in the Forum, and the the only band they wanted them to have open for them was Behemoth. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Yeah. Anyways, but so on the other side of that coin, you got their 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 friends and you know comrades. Gojira, who are taking that Morbid Angel influence, and rather than just taking it to a new level, they've evolved it into their own thing. And flipped it on its head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, so it's interesting to see those two sides of that same coin. Well, I definitely hear a lot less Morbid Angel on Magma, for sure. But again, they... We don't know what the next album will sound like because fucking Dysher as fuck didn't know Magma was going to sound like that. (laughs) No kidding, huh? You know, I mean, that... That was one that was just... I mean, it's not like it surprised me because it's not like I was really fucking thinking about it. True. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I got the fucking album, I mean, again, you listen to Shooting Star and you're like, oh, yeah. this is where it's going to go. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, we're not going there. Yeah. But as it goes on, you're like, okay, we're not going there. We're not going there. Oh, wait, like, we're not going there. Yeah. This is a whole different thing. Yeah. But again, there's lots of bands that have that have done that where they're, it's like, you know, we're, we, when we start out, you know, we... Definitely, like, again, some people call it ripping off, which I think is fucking stupid. I fucking, I've, I've emailed fucking podcasts before saying, like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. Like, stop calling people rip-off artists because everybody's ripping somebody off by that fucking rationale. Okay? We all have yeah, this. Okay, but there are certain ones we all that, have like, are guitars. Straight, straight, like, you took that from somebody else. Yeah, but I mean? the, okay. So why why didn't they get fucking sued then? If it's literally the exact Some of them same have. thing, okay. Some of them have. The stuff that I'm talking about, none of these bands have been sued by another band. Oh, okay. Well, none of them. Like, no, it's just not going to fucking happen because it's not exactly the same. I don't. That's what people don't fucking get, dude. It has to be exactly the same in order fucking for it to be like we ripped it off. Right? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, fine, you're influenced by Inflames, or you're influenced by fucking Morbid Angel. You're doing the same thing, but you're not doing exactly the same thing. You're, no matter what you do, you're different people. So it's like your hands are different, your music is, your instrument's different, your equipment is different. It's gonna sound like you doing this thing, mm-hmm. right? A lot of, to a lot of people, they consider that a ripoff artist. Well, fine, how, because- how do, we, how do we get on this subject? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> we get on the subject because I fucking want, like, I fucking went there. But like, that's the thing, because we're talking about influence. And one of the reasons is because this band like wore it on their sleeves so fucking hard, especially in the early part of their career. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. But the thing is like, for a lot of people, they get 
fucking confused because I don't know what. Maybe I have fucking small brains or something. But let me tell you something. By your rationale of this sounds like this, mm-hmm. then get this. Why don't you go all the way back to the first motherfucker that ever put distortion on a fucking guitar and say everything after that is a fucking ripoff. The first person to do a double fucking kick beat or a fucking blast beat, that's the only fucker that gets to do it because everybody else is ripping him off. So everybody needs to shut the fuck up about that shit. And I have, like I said, I have emailed people before, I've DM'd people before, and I've told them, shut the fuck up. Somebody's a little passionate about this. Fucking absolutely. <laughs> because it gets old listening to it. And I've actually stopped listening to fucking shows because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. And they can't fuck. It's like, if you're that stupid, I don't want to listen to you. And I'm not going to fucking talk to you about it. Well, I mean, how many, how many, how many, um, how many notes does the guitar have? How many... Dude, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's like, like there's only fucking twelve notes. Yeah, it's literally you're, <laughs> you know you're limited. Like, you're limited by the instrument that we use to, to make this music, and we're limited by the, the the capacity of the human brain. But I have to say that that limit, that ceiling, is pretty fucking high. Oh yeah. Well, if you're you considering know? where it started to where it is now, it's like wow. Okay. Yeah. We've pushed, and these guys are at the top of that ceiling. I mean, well, as I've far told- as like as far as like where you can take heavy music and where it can it can go to these guys are at the forefront of let's push the envelope you know what i mean no matter where they started what their influences were when they started where they're at now is literally they're they're the ones that are going to influence the next generation well it's like so we we talked about a little while ago it's like the fucking era invention of invention Mm. is almost to an end correct because there is only so much that not only fucking instrument wise and fucking like types of instruments and fucking equipment wise but what the human ear can discern yes there's only so much shit like Mm. and and then also what people like Cause that's a big part of it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there could be some really cutting edge shit. There was back in the fucking old days too. It was called jazz, and not a lot of people like it. <laughs> that's just how it goes. Like, it, and and that's the thing. There's death metal now. There's tech death and stuff like that. Like, not a lot of people dig that, but they have been pushing shit for a long fucking time on what you can even physically play on a mm-hmm. fucking guitar or a bass or a drum well, kit. Well, I mean, okay. So look at the innovations that have come along just on guitars alone. They went from six to seven to eight, now to nine. Now they're on ten. But now they're on ten, but ten strings with swept frets mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but sitars have existed for a long time, and there's a way that you could throw distortion. Nobody was, yeah, but nobody was doing that back in the day. No, what they're, I'm they're, saying is from here on out, you someone could fucking make music with an electronic sitar yeah. that has a zillion fucking strings if they wanted to. I think... Actually, I saw a picture of some guy that has some fucking crazy guitar. Well, there's the Chapman stick. I mean, Wait, there's the, this. Uh, no, like it's a fucking. Is it Jared Dines that has it? Yeah, it's. It, it was seventeen. It's huge. Like this yeah. thing's crazy. Like, well, have you ever seen a Chapman stick? Yeah. yeah. Chapman oh, yeah. stick is 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 literally two instruments in one. Yeah. I mean, you know? I've seen that. You you we can get into weirder instruments, but again, no matter how weird the instrument is, I mean, technically, there's still only these notes. And do we, even do we know what these guys play? Do they play seven strings or do they play I think eight? It's just I think just I Is think just six, six strings. I, I could vary. They're not over. They're not that low. Well, I know they're 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 detuned down to at least they're, probably B. They're probably C or B. Yeah. Because they're not that low. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, that's. Is it Jared Dines that has it? I, I, I mean, so. if there's anybody that would, it's that fucking dude. But, but I, and like, I think he's getting a new one with more strings. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He's fucking crazy. But like, that's, It's all tapping, though, at that point, right? Oh, Pretty much. Knows? You're almost playing it like a piano. Yeah. But, but the thing is, like, 
Yeah, yeah that the thing. cartoon version of it. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, that thing. So, but the thing is, like, your the human ear can only hear. Like, most people can't tell the difference between, like, in quarter notes mm. or sorry, quarter step. You know what I mean? Like, if you bent a fucking note, like from C to C sharp, something like that. No, a quarter of that. Oh, a quarter of that. Okay, got it. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. most people wouldn't be able to tell. Mm-hmm. So if most people can't tell, then why bother? They, they can't hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be like whatever. They'll still hear the same thing that they've always heard. And it's just because it's an interpretation of this note. And if your ear can't tell the difference, you're not interpreting the note the way it's supposed to. It's, and also, fucking quarter of a step. It's so slight, dude. It's it's not gonna make a fucking big difference. What the fuck? What in the actual fuck, dude? Yo, we're watching Jared Dines play this fucking crazy. What in the actual? What is that thing? Dude. I think it's 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 like nineteen. Dude, that looks, that looks like porn cock. What is that, yeah. dude? It's insane. This fucking guitar is awesome. Oh like, my god. Yeah, and I think this dude's gonna bring. Okay, oh, okay, so let me ask you a question. That was a preview. All right, so the, the top strings on that, are those like bass strings? Is that how big they are? Yeah, I mean, that's how it is on seven strings, too, in a lot of cases, where the biggest one is just the, the smallest. Oh, man, when I had a six string, when I just had a six string tuned to mm-hmm. A, I had a fucking G string from a... you tuned to A? Yeah, I had a... Oh, well, no, Difficult Henry, we were... D-Nots, we were. D-Nots tuned A. Okay. Yeah, and I had a fucking G string. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> More than one. Not on my guitar. But I had a G string from a bass as my well, so it was a seventy gauge string, which yeah, yeah, yeah. was the same when I played bass. That was the same as the as the the smallest string on my bass mm. was that same size, and I mean my guitar could be across the fucking bar, mm-hmm. and you could be looking at it and you could see the fucking big string on it. It yeah. was that big, and it was just because I wanted the fucking proper tension so that I could double like you know because if you're playing faster, you need a little more tension on the string. Yeah. And so well, I know I knew the guys that, that, that so tuned down. Now a that lot, you have now that you have strings. baritone guitars, you don't have to have that huge string there Got to it. keep the tension. So um, I, I think that's why. But yeah, they, those weird frets with they, they kind of fan out. Yeah, like, swap, yeah dude, that shit's fret. fucking sick as fuck. And it's yeah. like I mean, again, we're we're making small little fucking moves, but a lot of that isn't changing the sound. It's just a way to fucking make it playable and fucking to stay in tune when you tune lower yeah but once you get more like a whole lot lower than mm-hmm. what the lowest band is now your ear won't be able to hear it yeah it'll be below the, the range it'll be inaudible. Ear, ear yes. inaudible yeah so apparently gojira's in drop c tuning on six strings oh okay yeah i was wow. gonna say they, they're that not that low than I that's what think. that's what uh, my band used to be. i think what yeah. i think one thing that that made me think of them not being that low also one i mean you know, they I listen, sound super low. Though, I listen dude. to yeah. a lot of stuff that's really low and it's nowhere near. I don't think they sound well, that I low. I know Code Orange is like super low too. They're not that low. I thought they were. No. Oh. That shit that like, you listen to like distant. Yeah. That shit's low as fuck. I mean, that shit's fuck. fucking lower than A. Apparently Code Orange is in drop B. Drop, drop B. B. Okay. Yeah. So that's about where I thought they were. Yeah. But again, drop B used to be really fucking low and now it's like, that's oh, what, that's, that's what know, Discord was in. Like, oh, it's not that, that fucking low, but yeah. the one reason why I didn't think Gojira was very low, aside from not stand, sounding very low, is the fact that their fucking guitars and the bass is super punchy. Yeah. You lose a lot of that when you go lower. True. You know, you get a lot more ringy, but you think but you that's lose what a lot the, of punch and distortion. What the, 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 the changes to the guitar that they're doing is, 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 is changing out for so they can get punchier with the lower tunings 
That's kind of the idea. Is that kind of the idea? So they can get that aggression, but, that attack. But the thing but is, with, like, sometimes, with the lower sometimes, um, a lot of that's the person's ear, mm-hmm. and some of it is the real. It legit is the note. Yeah. I mean, there was a note. I think it was in in E standard. I think it was like a fucking F sharp or something like that. That would just really ring out a fucking the, like the average speaker, and it's mm. just it's just a certain frequency. Yeah. So. In that regard, I don't know if you can get that kind of punchy sound if you're tuned lower. You know what I mean? Because unless you're going to play higher, mm-hmm. you you still have to hit that note. This has been shop talk on the middle list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For all you fucking tech nerds out there, like, but yeah, unless you hit that fucking note, it's not going to be fucking very punchy. But well, I'm I'm kind of curious though. Is there ever going to be a, a time where you're going to hear a band that is tuned so low? That they're going to be able to play a note that is inaudible to the human ear, but you can still feel the vibration. Sun O's almost like that. Feel it, feel it. What? Sun O's almost like that. Really? To where it's just so low, but you can't hear it because it's inaudible to the human ear. So when we but played... But it's like you can feel it in your balls or something. As Difficult Henry, dude, we played a show with the Abominable Iron Sloth. I remember them. At oh, the Kraken. Yep. And there was a point in that show, because they already fucking tuned down to... It's, Below A, it was what um, is that G? Acacia Strain used to tune down to. I think it's G or something like that, um, or or just a half step below A, something like that. But mm-hmm. Acacia Strain was the only other band I knew of at the time that fucking tuned that low. But there was a point in the show where it was like kind of at the end of the song, and mm-hmm. and he fucking hits his big string, and then he fucking starts down tuning it, mm-hmm. like with his tuning key. And I'm not even kidding you, dude. You couldn't hear anything. It just shook the whole building. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, I fuck, that. dude. Like, I was you, at I mean, that show, yeah. so I remember that. You talk about feeling it in your balls, dude. Like, I mean, you felt it in your balls. Like, fuck. I was like, the, 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 the mirror, the mirror behind yeah. the bar was like. <laughs> it was a fucking tank quake, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, tank quake for that, sure. Was- All right, we got to get back on track here. <laughs> And it's time. Yep. It's that time. For number it's number time. one. <laughs> time. I already said mine, so it's you up did. to you two. All right, so your number one was? The Heaviest Matter of the, the Universe. Heaviest Matter of the Universe, which was my number four, I do believe. Somewhere there. Your yeah. three. My number three. Number That's three. right. Okay. The other no, number no, no. Four. Please, D-Lo. After you. Radio. So I on purpose didn't say what my uh, proper introduction to Gojira was yet. Because it's this one. I remember the heyday of when Jamie Josta was, ho- was uh, what is it, hosted Headbangers Ball on MTV2. Oh, fuck. Golden days. Going back in the way. Yeah. Or... So, sandwiched between your uh, Atreyus and your, what else was on there? More Atreyus. More Atreyus. What year? All Atreyus. So this would have to been <laughs> 2006. Because uh, From Mars to Sirius would have come out in 2005 in the Briel Push started happening somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying 2006. Um, trivium. Yeah, Trivium. Um, all of a sudden, oh, middle kill of the switch, night. Kill switch, yeah. yeah, yeah. Metalcore the ruled days. the world. Yeah, Metalcore did rule the world at that point. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. And uh, and all of a sudden, this weird video from this new-to-me new band, Gojira, pops up for this song, Too Serious. Yeah, buddy. And I was immediately in. 
I've said it a million times, but dude, if there's a more there's morbid... There's a video for that? It's, yes, and yeah. it's weird. Wow. And that's probably why I haven't watched a lot of their other videos. It's very <laughs> artsy, which is something they, you know, they strive for. They're, they're an artistic band, but... True. It's very abstract, uh, as I'm sure all their other videos are. Um, and I, if there's a more morbid angel-y song by Gojira, I'm sure there is, but... Dude, this is more banana. I don't know, song. dude. This is like it, right? That might be. This might be it, yeah. So I was immediately like, oh, this is like a new take on Morbid Angel. I'm the Morbid Angel. Yeah. <laughs> Morbid Angel adjacent. The Morbidest Angelist. Yeah. The Morbidest, Morbidest Angelist. But, dude, every riff on this fucking song is a keeper. Like, everything's memorable. I, I talk about it, con- you know, constantly getting stuck in my head. Dude, this is in my head all the time because it's so goddamn catchy. That's the thing, we talk about Morbid Angel being sinister. I don't even know if that's the right word for this song, but it's definitely got a mood to it, you know what I mean? It's, Shall we listen? Well, Morbid Angel is sinister, but they're catchy too. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you but know, you know like, what I mean? It's that thing. I don't. It, yeah. And it's not coming from that kind of place for them, but like... Definitely put it on. All right, yeah. we're going to put it on. So, number one is... Yep. I, it's just... That's that's my ultimate song for me right there, dude. Too serious, and, and, and it's fun to throw on from Mars right before that too. You can have it with or without. They're both equally great. Just, I can only imagine how awesome that one is live. Well, Jason, Jason, your argument. Did on they that play was, Too Serious live? I, believe I don't so, remember yeah. them playing it live. No, they did. They yeah, did. But they there's did. a there's a lot of stuff I don't remember from like them playing because I mean I just get lost. Like it happens to me at every, literally every concert I go to. Well, they didn't do a lot of like breaks. That's the thing. They re- literally went one song into the other. Yeah, so yeah. you get kind of lost in the fact that, oh, they just switched songs. Well, I even went you to, know? like, what is it, setlist.fm? Uh, yeah. I went there to see if I could look up their the set list from that show, and nobody put one down. So, mm-hmm. But I, I tried to look up that tour, because generally bands, you know, they have the same set list for each night or whatever. Right. And I just couldn't find anything, like... Maybe that might have been before setlist.fm was a big thing. Like it's now, you could look up all really. kinds of shows and get the. But I still have to do it on shows I just went to like you know a couple months ago and shit because I do just kind of get lost in what in what's going on. So yeah, I never really focus on on what's what order they played each. Yeah, song. that's the. Yeah. I, I more focus on just the general because like, I don't even pull out my phone that often. Whereas a lot of these assholes, you know, they fucking pull out their phones and ne- next thing you know, you're looking at a fucking stage through another person's screen because they got it right in your face. Yeah, I, I, I'll move. And it sucks when I'm in the perfect spot, but I've also been in the perfect spot and some fucking, you know, fucking huge person stands right in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And I'm not that small, dude. Like, you know. He's over just, six feet and he's very well hung. That's just one of those things where it's just like, okay, what exactly what kind of experience do you want? Because I've seen people sitting there taking videos, but they're the person that has to look at their phone while they're taking the video. I'm like, right. dude, you you could just stand there like this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually. It's still gonna record. He was standing like the Statue of Liberty, yeah. just in case you didn't know. It's still it's still gonna record, even though you're not looking directly at it. Anyway, I think it's more of like framing. They want to keep the framing correct, and the only way to do that right. is actually look at the frame. And just don't move your fucking hand, right? So my number one, honestly, was a little bit of a shock to me uh, because I did not expect to love this song the way I do. I and, and it's and it's off off magma, uh, which again, so it's a grower. It's a it's one of those ones where I, for some reason, 
it just strikes me on every single chord and it is uh, Lowlands wow. off of Magma good times so I don't know if you guys even know that song or I, that, I, it's one discussed of ones, amongst yourselves I've definitely heard it because I've listened to that album a few times I just I can't place which one it is all I can think of is Yellowstone. <laughs> Yellowstone is weird. I know. It's so I, weird. That's all I can think of. Play it. Play it. Because that's you said Lowlands and just said Yellowstone just is jumped in my head. Is that the trip? Is they just name parks? Uh, Yellowstone. You want to play Yellowstone? No. Play fucking Lowlands because oh, low I just can't fucking get it in my head right now. Okay. This is Lowlands. Good times. That's see what I'm saying though. Oh yeah. So I did. I, that I, song I, gives me fucking chills, bro. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, so that's that's my number one is Lowlands, awesome. and it's okay. it's simply because it it has all the it hits me emotionally, it hits me in my musical brain as far as like what I want to hear out of a song, and it hits me in that whole like uh, I have to move, you know. There's a visceral reaction I'd say to the song. Good criteria for sure. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised at that one. I'm really surprised that you had a shooting star on yours. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I thought I was like... Or something different, well, man. no, because it's such a mellow tune that's the thing. that's it's, not mellow. You know what I mean? I thought it was... I thought for sure, like, I was kind of curious if there was going to be any of the fucking softer stuff on any of the lists, for that matter. Yeah. Like, I thought I was being soft with fucking Silvera. Silvera, well, okay... The fact that you had... Um, I also didn't realize stranded. it was, like, one of the biggest songs... Yeah, the fact you had Stranded on there as far as, like, one of your, uh, um, wasn't that one of your, uh... That was one of my honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah, that one, to me, was like, okay, that's a little odd for you because it is a very mellow song. You know, it's not super mellow, but it's, it's like, for you, yeah, that's kind of mellow. <laughs> There's a review for you. Right? On yeah, that super note, fucking radio. Let's get the, uh, the songs on Spotify here. Coming in at number 10. Wait, that's bullshit. Uh-oh. The real number 10. Uh-oh. I was say, you have to go by the numbers because a lot of times the newer stuff gets reordered yeah, and I whatnot, so, so go by the, the downloads. Yeah, okay. So, Only Pain off of Magma, 5 million streams. That's a good song, obviously. Yep. Hello, and, one of my And then we got Magma, the song off Magma, mm. 6.3 mil. The Gift of Guilt, 6.7 mil. Great song. God, it's a great Born song. Born in Winter off of uh, that one. Another great song. Yeah. 7.3 mil. Uh, we, oh, you know what? I missed it. The Cell off Magma. 7.2 mil. One of my honorable mentions. Yeah. And then we got Flying Whales, the only one off of something that isn't either of those two albums. Weirdest lyrics on the planet. Yep. 9 mil. It's the <laughs> only one that's not on fucking Wild Child or yep. fucking Magma. It's wow. Wild. Yeah. Shooting Star is 9.3 mil off Magma. After that, you got the title track off Wild Child, 14, almost 15 mil. There's a lot of late bloomers on this band, though, dude. You have to understand that until until LaFont Sauvage or Magma came out, I don't think anybody knew who the fuck they were. Yeah. Probably. I mean, well, not probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That Roadrunner push, man. Well, Magma really fucking blew them up, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, after that, you got Silvera at seventeen point mil, or yeah, seventeen point three mil. Great fucking song. And their biggest one, Stranded, at thirty-two 
2.5 mil. I okay, so I saw that one coming because Stranded is very radio. I figured. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I thought that was the radio song. I didn't realize Silvera <laughs> was a radio single, also. So there's that. There's yeah. some surprising stuff on there from. Time but I to also time. that was one of the things I liked about Silvera is that it is pretty simple, it's super catchy. To me, it was something that could be played on the radio. So up, I mean, okay, yep. I guess I was right on that one. But they damn. got a lot to offer, man. So it's a long ass episode, but that's because it's there's a lot to talk about. Well, and there's a, a zillion fucking band. breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even without all that, like, fuck, this has been a really good one. Thanks for joining us, Brett. <laughs> oh, dude, my pleasure, man. First this is an several, awesome. Thanks thank for inviting you. me, guys. Of course, first of several times, we already have a general idea of what we're gonna do next time he comes on. <laughs> uh, I think it has something to do with a Mr. Patton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we gotta narrow that down, but it should be pretty easy to figure out. Uh, everybody, go check him out at SD Bruzik. Uh, anything in particular you want to plug with that or anything else? Well, well, I mean, right now we're just on YouTube, but, uh, yeah, if you guys want to go uh, check out me talk about uh, beer and music, especially with local musicians, yeah, go te- check out sdbruzik.com. That's uh, S-D-B-R-E-W-Z-I-K.com. Check it out, folks. Boom. Yep, yep. Thanks again for joining us, as always. Please hit us up on all the socials, all your favorite podcast mediums. Uh, like, review, rate, and subscribe. Say hi to us. We're generally friendly people. No, they're not. Don't don't listen to him. You to... That's true. <laughs> listen to yeah. Listen to Brett about listening to us. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks as always for, to God Hammered for our awesome song. We'll see you real soon. God Hammered. Eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Bye bye. Later. Later. <laughs>